This podcast is brought to you by Joybird. Hey, man, I'm just as tired of not being able to go out and fucking live my life just like you do. But guess what, guys? If you're going to live inside right now, might as well live in fucking style, man. You can't do that better than going to joybird.com, man. They got furniture up the butt. They got so much fucking beds and couches and nightstands and all kinds of other crazy shit, man, that honestly is so nice that when people are going to walk into your house, they're going to go, oh, dude, can I... Can I fuck you? I mean, that okay, first of all, they might not say that, but it's maybe. You never know, dude. That's, that's the thing, dude. Joybird is that good, man. That's what I would say if I saw someone having Joybird shit. So that's not the reason you should buy it. You should buy it because it's top quality shit, guys. It's very good. But if you're an egomaniac, maybe that's why you buy it. Either way, dude, joybird.com is a great place to go buy furniture. Go there and check out all their shit. We're also sponsored by Avalon Meat Candy. Dude, Avalon Meat Candy is the best beef jerky in the business, and anyone who disagrees is an idiot, dude. And that's the problem with our society nowadays. We can't call anyone an idiot because everyone gets mad if we call them an idiot, but I don't give a fuck. If you don't think it's the best beef jerky company in the fucking planet, it's because you're a dummy. There, I said it. So go there and buy their shit. Um, and if you're trying to be healthy, buy their, dude, their keto options are great, man. You can be healthy as it gets. Fucking love it. And it's ran by Christian Peterson, dude, who's the nicest guy in the world, best dude in the world. He's also a veteran, so you're going to support America when you buy his shit. It's a good deal. Um, go to Avalon, meet Candy, and go to Joybird and buy yo shit. All right, guys, this is episode 70, man. Ah, this was really cool for me, man. This was a great episode. This is with my buddy Zeke Dulaney, dude. This guy is a bad motherfucker. This guy is trying to be an MMA fighter right now so he can beat you up whenever he wants. So he's already actually a savage. And then number two... On his side gig, as his side gig, because he's a savage, he's a police officer. And he's a black police officer, so he's an interesting person to talk to because he truly gets to see um, both sides of what's going on in our crazy society right now. Um, his perspective is honestly highly valued. And I was very interested in talking to him, man. You guys are going to see what we talked about, dude. He's just a super cool dude, man. I was honored to be able to talk to him. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode, man. Episode 70, Alternate Take. Peace out, motherfuckers. I got 99 problems and they out bitches wish I was jiggling <laughs> carefree living but I'm not Sean or Martin Louis I'm the Cleveland nigga rolling with the Brooklyn boy you know Yo! what's up you dirty bitches we're fucking back dog episode 70 man and today is fucking Saturday uh June 13th and I'm here to bring you guys some fucking fire shit dude we only bring you guys the best shit we already told you this fucking thousand times and we ain't fucking around and today I got myself a fucking good guest too. I got Zeke Dulaney with me. What's up, player? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on the show, of, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Dude, you're an interesting cat. That's why you're here. I only I only want to have on people that are either fucking smart, scumbags, like people that have something to offer, you know, and even scumbags. Maybe my p- biggest piece of shit friends are fucking either funny or something. They have something to offer, you know? And uh, I've just met you the other day and you're an interesting cat. And I was like, dude, you got to come on the show, man, because your perspective was very interesting to me. Like the things you were talking about. And, like, you seemed very knowledgeable. Yeah, man, I just try, you know, try. What's, like, your education? Like, where'd you, where'd you come from? You sound so, like a smart dude. I grew up in a small town, Banning, California, out in the IE. From there, went to college, went to Cal State LA, transferred to Cal Baptist, graduated from there. Now I'm here. <laughs> what'd you graduate in? Uh, criminal justice. I got a BA, um, actually a BS in criminal justice. Fuck. That sounds exhausting, dude. I fucking yeah. sucked at school. Fuck. Never good once. College was horrible. Fuck. <laughs> Especially Cal Baptist, yeah. I, I remember I got uh, when I was in high school, I got re- like recruited. I never like 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 legit recruited, mm. 
but just some fucking letters from like for baseball, and it was it's like a very like, strict educational like requirements to get in that motherfucker. Yeah, it was a lot, man. I mean, my senior year I had to take like I think, I think the average you take is four classes a semester. I take like seven just to graduate. On time. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. Fuck that shit, dude. That's brutal. And then I remember we now we I know we hit it off because you're talking about fucking training, which is something you do often. Yes. That's just great, man. Like so, you're still trying to compete, right? Trying to compete, man. Just waiting for this coronavirus to end, for I can get back out there. Fuck, man. I can't. I can't believe you, fucking savages, who honestly love to compete. Like that's. Yeah. It's so good. Like I, I love the training aspect. I think it's great. I think it's good for discipline. I think it's fun to get beat up every now and then, mm. um, and challenge yourself. But to actually compete is so different, dude. Like, you said something the other day, and it was so true. Like, sparring is just fucking sparring. But like, it, you don't know when someone's you're giving your all to try to punch you. Like that's fucking way different, man. Yep way different it's scary mm. you know they're trying to rip your fucking face off and shit where are you training at right now I'm training at USKO in Rancho right what's it now. called I'm sorry US, actually I'm training at that's my old gym USKO I'm training at uh, Millennia now Millennia yeah Millennia Rancho Cucamonga hell yeah man and who's uh who's like representing you right now who's your coach and all that shit uh, Romy I mean I'm still trying to get on like his um, pretty much his competing team mostly I've been working a lot since I've been there but I've been training there competing there just trying to get seen there. <laughs> Fuck, man, that's so interesting. Put mm. this, put this a little closer, man. There you go, dog. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's fucking. It's just, uh, what do you do mentally to prepare yourself for these fights? Like, is there anything you do, like, like separate, like, like that you would say is kind of like off the wall? Like, some obviously everyone listens to their fucking pop up songs. Yeah. Everyone has their own little like small routines, but is something you do like do you like something to calm yourself down or anything like that? So I got the same warm up routine since I've been doing this since like high school. So what I do is. I turn off all my rap music. I listen to nothing else but Christian rap. So no way. <laughs> I only listen to Lecrae. Like, <laughs> I will only listen to Lecrae. And, like, one of the main reasons, like, I know his music, but, like, when I listen to rap songs, you hear them all the time. Yeah. It's so, like, you're constantly singing a song in your head. Lecrae music, I listen to it, but, like, I don't listen to it as much. So, like, I'll play his music, and then, like, I'm not going to remember memorize every word. So, like, it just, like, flows in and out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You, I kind of have like a same, uh, same little perspective with, um, with like whenever I'm reading, I have to get in the right mindset, and I can't, I can't listen to songs with lyrics in them, because mm. then I want to sing the fucking song, exactly. and I'll already, I've heard it a thousand times. I'll have to put on like some sort of like classical music or some sort of like weird shit. So that you can't remember. Yeah, that's crazy. And how's like your whole fight day? Like, do you is there? Do you like eat? Do you not eat? What? So I would say the first, so fight week, like you got like. I got really good at cutting weight. Like, before I was horrible at cutting weight. Like, I was, it'll take me a whole month to cut weight. But my worst weight cut, where I dropped the most weight, actually taught me how to drop weight. So, like, my main thing is, like, I run, sweat a lot with sweatsuits, and then I go to the sauna. And I drink a whole lot of water at the same time, too. So I'm drinking about Damn. a gallon and a half of water a day, sweating it out that day, running probably about two about two miles, and then sitting in the sauna for, like, an hour, hour and a half. And slowly but surely, like, I'll say less than, like, a week, I can drop, like, 15 pounds. Holy fuck. That's yeah. intense, man. I Dude, that's the one thing that pissed me off about the fucking coronavirus, dude. I miss saunas, man. That was, like, my shit, mm -hmm. dude. Like, not only fucking, like, honestly, uh, in a, like, obviously a health setting. Like, it's really good for your skin and all this other shit. Dude, like, mentally speaking, this sh I, it helped me a lot. I didn't know how much it helped me. Like, just yeah. going in there and just, like, dude, like, you're exhausted from whatever you're, you're dealing with. And then you sit in there and, like, you sweat it out. You're like, oh, dude, like... You get the cold water in your face when you, as soon mm -hmm. as you leave that motherfucker. And, like, I have, like, little wipes in my car. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I feel good right it's now. relaxing, man. Yeah. 
And then you get the old Chinaman in there all the time. He's always stretching and shit, dude. They're <laughs> always stretching that motherfucker. Like, dude, <laughs> stop moving in this bitch. Like, goddamn. Yeah. But it's a fucking... And I miss them, dude. I'm actually considering buying one, and uh, but I don't have a fuck. I have a condo. I don't have a fucking house, so I'm gonna put it in my dad's backyard just to surprise him. Yeah, I'm gonna buy one soon too. Yeah, dude, they're fucking too legit. That's great. Who was like a? Have you had any experiences like in your fights yet where you're like it was a little tough competition, or was it more just like you, you've been doing fucking well so far? I mean, my record, I got five wins, but I, it's all Muay Thai, so I got five Muay Thai wins, one loss, and two draws, pretty much. Okay. So, like my first. Three fights were pretty much they weren't easy, but they were victories. As soon as I got three wins, I'm fighting like I remember. So like, I'm fighting this guy who record was like, I think like 15 to seven. Like it was his like fight right before he went pro. Fuck. Like, and like a lot of people were like betting, like people were like betting at the fight for me to lose. And I'm like, like you're just hearing this like ear hustling, like fuck, like damn. But like growing up, like I used to fight a lot, so yeah. like. When people, like, I don't get scared when I go to a fight. Because, like, growing up, I used to fight fucking gang members. Yeah. So I don't get scared when I'm going to a fight. But, like, I understand this guy has fucking, probably has a lot of training. Fucking, it's probably a great fighter. But I don't really get scared. I'm like, oh, dang, I got to fight him. He has this great record. Right. Like, I just, like, focus on, like, what I can do and win. So, like, that fight was probably, like, it was probably my hardest mental test. But, like, as soon as the first round was over, I was like, this guy's washed up. Like, yeah, it was his last amateur fight before he went pro, and I beat him, knocked him down like oh twice. Oh my god, that, <laughs> yeah. that what a fucking bummer! I'm about to go pro, I just got my ass knocked out. Like mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, is do you think that helped you? Like growing up in those areas and shit, and not, like fighting those like when you're a kid, do you think it helps you now? Oh yeah, it helps a lot because like a lot of people like you look at like a lot of pro fighters like they feel like, like some of the best fighters like their dad was a fighter, they they was raised in this type of lifestyle like. I was fighting on the street because mainly because I just didn't take shit from no yeah, like right. Like literally, I like well, growing up. I probably been like one time I actually wrote down how many street fights I've been in, how many I won and I lost. Like a long time ago. Like I think I probably been in at least thirty street fights. Holy shit! <laughs> it's a lot. Like that's so many. Like a lot, but it's like I didn't, like I always had like a game plan when I went to my street fights. Like I was like, if somebody called me out, I'd be like, hey, I don't want to fight you. So if I beat this kid up and hurt him, like I'd be like. I could tell, like, the school or anybody, like, hey, I tried not to fight this kid, but he wanted to fight me. Dude, <laughs> so. that's so fu- you know it's You know what's interesting, man? Like, at least from my uh, my upbringing, I've mentioned this before times, uh, a couple times, too, is, like, where you grew up. I grew up, like, in the central hub of, like, Alley County and Orange County, mm. like, in a weird city where it's, like, it's, uh, it's La Habra, but it's, it's strange. Like, you get to experience both aspects. Like, you get to, I would say, you get to get the cockiness of an mm. OC kid. And the wit and, like, the fucking ability to shit talk. Because OC kids can shit talk shit like motherfuckers. Yeah. But a lot of them can't fight. Mm-hmm. But, cause they're, but they're fucking great at talking shit. That's, like, their best. They can get on your skin like a motherfucker. And then a lot of the Alley County kids, they can fight and they can't talk shit. Like, exactly. They'll say things <laughs> that you're just like, that doesn't even offend me. I don't even give a fuck. Like, um, and growing up in that little area, like, you kind of get both flavors. Mm-hmm. So it was especially, like, I, I played a... I played baseball as a kid in LA County and then I play I went to school during the day in Orange County. So I got to experience both shit and it was strange how to like put them together cuz if someone during the day was talking shit, I was like, "Well, how would I handle this?" Like later on during the day, if I was in LA County, I'd have to fight this motherfucker, but I have to remember I'm not there right now. I'm in OC, I'm during the day. So I have to talk shit back and yep. just and know that it's just a game. It's just a game of talking shit. And I'm like, "All right, cool. I can but I had to get good at that. When I was younger, I wasn't good at talking shit. I was terrible. And then I, then I got pretty decent at it. And I like to tell jokes on stage. And 
and then make fun of other people. So I got pretty decent at it now. Yeah. But it's weird, man. I used to be really good at talking shit when I was younger. Yeah. So, like, growing up, we used to have roast battles. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, I mean, like, we would literally, like, go in on people. Like, like, mo- like if I c- go back to my friends, like, back home, like, we have moments, like, like we really all remember today. Like, <laughs> we can tell you, like, 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 I remember still one joke. It was, like, these two guys were going at it for, like, a week. Like, I'm talking about, like, we were on track team, high school. They were going at it for, like, weeks. Like, yeah. weeks only in, like... Like, nobody can win this roast battle. Like, they're talking shit about each other. But, like, <laughs> I remember he was, like, one guy was, like, man, you had track practice with your great-granddaddy's shoes that he wore back in World War II. And, like, it may not sound funny now, but at the time, like, when you're in the moment, and then, like, you actually look at his shoes, and you're, like, there's a bunch of old-ass fucking track <laughs> shoes. You sitting there, like, whoa. Like, it's that fucking ended, funny. It ended the roast battle. Like, he lost the roast battle after that. Damn. Like, that's, that's one so of the classic moment. That's so funny, man. <laughs> yeah. I do. I you know what's funny is like that applies. It's so it's so important, especially in martial arts. Um, my dad always says that because my dad like was the first one to put me into boxing when I was a kid, and he trained me just in the garage. He, he's he has a, a decent understanding of the sport. Like he he understands it for sure as a fan. Like he knows what he's watching. He knows how to break down a fight. Um, but high level coaching, obviously, like, I have to search it out myself. But he taught me the basics very well, and he taught me combinations and how to anticipate fights and how to not you know telegraph your punches all these things and he's always say like all the time he's like man like he's like you know what like black fighters are the best fighters i'm like no he's like dude because they play fight all the fucking time he's like trust yeah. he's like trust my he's like trust me he's like I'm a, I'm a police officer i drive around i see these kids like they're in the streets play fighting all the time like from when they're little when they're like he's like and they're not serious they're not like sometimes they'll do real fights but like they're legitimately like joking around what's up like what's up and they're always like they're developing fast twitch muscles at a quick age like mm-hmm. where you're you can you can like see when a punch is coming faster because you've been doing this since you're seven, eight years yeah. old, like which is fucking like super interesting. Like a lot of people pick up boxing later, and it's just it's too late. Like it's it's at some point there's an age where it's like you're you're trying to throw a left hook now. You're 25, 26. Like it, first left hook. Yeah, it's gonna out. it's gonna be messy forever now. Like mm. it's too late for you to pick it up. Like I swear, other things in life you can always pick it up and learn. Like you can pick up a, a guitar when you're 30 and then give it some time, five six years, you'll be pretty decent. Exactly. You know, but what fighting it seems to be like if you don't start early, you're kind of fucked if you don't if you try to do it later. Yeah, like the main thing that I see like it's all about like not being scared. Yeah. Like it's like football. Like kids that are really good at football, like they're not thinking about getting hurt. They're thinking about scoring a touchdown. They're That's about it. Getting tackled. Like in fighting, people worry about oh, I might get black eye, I might get my arm broken, but that just comes with the sport. Like yeah, yeah. Like focus on your mission objective for you can win this fight. Like. It's like, there's nothing, like, I didn't do a lot of shit in my life, but, like, there's nothing more satisfying than getting in the ring and, like, having somebody look at you, like, exactly look at you and want to beat you and, like, look at them dead in the eye, like, we're going to fight. Like, fucking. So intense, man. Especially, like, when you get, like, more advanced, like, you're not fucking throwing crazy punches. Like, you're really, like, setting up your combinations, really focusing on, like, a game plan, and then, like, it really starts to, like, be, like, bread and butter. Like, yeah. It's, like, way more funner, like. Especially like when like your dad you say he's like really good at watching fights like when you get really good cause I coached a little bit too mm-hmm. like you really understand why a fighter won a fight why a fighter lost a fight yeah like, and why it means so much to him and like and why like uh like because I've heard that from like people sometimes when like we're watching fights and I I still make jokes about it now because I can't make I can't not make fun of anything I have to make fun of everything and uh, like someone will lose a fight or, or they'll win a fight and they're crying like very dramatically. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like and, and like it's very easy to be like what a pussy. You can say anything, but it's Daniel like Daniel Cormier versus John Jones. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was brutal, dude. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to say that, and it's like even if it is has like if you're saying it for comic relief, well then yeah, yeah, it's funny. But mm. like these guys do like they do put so much fucking work and so much emotion into this shit. Yep. Like even like a, they'll cry just as hard for a W as they will for an L. Like it just fucking like it's like when like Suhudo when he won his gold medal and he's like running around crying. I'm like, cause dude, like his mom couldn't even go to that shit. Like yeah. she's a fucking illegal immigrant and she couldn't watch her own kid who was the youngest person in the history of fucking wrestling Olympics to win a gold medal. 21 years old and he's like, my mom came in here and I fucking won. And exactly. He's, and he's don't get me wrong, you still look like a bitch when you're crying. I'm not, I'm not gonna, <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna pretend like you know. But like also like man, I understand the emotion. Like fuck, like I get it. It's. It's extreme, man. You're putting yourself through some extreme shit. Mm. It's crazy, man. And um, that's another thing I was going to ask you. What do you think about um, UC 251 and fucking uh, Fight Island? Fight Island is going to be great because, like, it's really, like, it's, like, when you think about it, it just sounds like a whole bunch of fucking crazy-ass motherfuckers going to, like, an island to fight each other. It's so crazy. (laughs) It's, like, fuck, yeah, fight island. Like, I'm going to fight island. Like, who the fuck don't want to go to fight island and fight? I know. That's fucking nuts. It's not, like, some gladiator shit. Like, you fucking... I want to go. Like, you get on a fucking helicopter, you hop out, and you're fighting foods to the death. Like, fight (laughs) island? Like... Like who the fuck doesn't want to go out fight island? Like, no, everyone wants to go, man. It sounds like I I would want to go, but I want to fight someone who's not that good. I don't I don't want to do <laughs> no real shit, dude. Like, like fucking last minute stand to fight yeah, island. Yeah, fuck that, man. <laughs> but dude, it's gonna be interesting, man. I mean, I'm just so glad that the sport is back, dude. Like, there's been some fucking good fights ever since it's come back, dude. Like, yeah. I know we're talking about uh, Gilbert Burns looked fucking amazing against Woodley. Um, I know Woodley's a little. He's past his prime now. Thirty-eight years old. Yeah, he's past his prime. He got two years off, two or three years off. Yeah, dude. It just, he, but he was for sure scared. You can see it the whole fight. Like he was absolutely scared, mm. and it was, uh, it was apparent. But dude, there's some good fighters coming on now. Like I'm fucking excited. I was, I was really looking forward just to this last card with like uh, San Hagen and Aljamain Sterling, which was mm. a fucking great fight. Um, but man, dude, there's some fucking great fights right now. Boxing's finally coming back. Thank Boxing's God. Boxing's coming back. Yeah, man, we're in a good fucking spot. Who do you think? Uh, who do you got in the fucking in the main card? For what's his name? Um, fucking. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up the whole card right now. It's a black dude, right? The black Nigerian dude versus. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, we got fucking Usman and Gilbert Burns, which is fucking. So, he's coming back fast. Already I got, fast. I'm sorry, I got Gilbert Burns. Like Fuck. Usman, Usman like when I look at fires, like Usman's like his body's in so much shape. Like he his body is amazing. He's in shape. He's beast, he looks dude. like an athlete. Yeah. And that would take that's what takes him from being a level five fire to a level ten fire. His the the way his body is shaped. Right. Like you not only have to beat him, but you have to like it's like chipping out of a sculpture. Like you have to keep chipping at him, chipping at him till you break break him down and beat him. Right. But I saw when he fought. Uh, what's the guy? Um, Cody. What's the guy's name? He fought last time. Oh, when he fought. Uh, what's the name? Uh, the white boy that talks the most shit. Yeah. Um. This is annoying. He's a big Trump guy. So, we all know who his name is, but his stand-ups, Covington. Covington's not Colby that. Covington. His, like, his not amazing. His stand-ups, His stand-up's good, but it's not like oh he's fighting. At, he's a Muay Thai fighter. He's a kickboxer. He's, right. He's a boxer. No, he's he just can throw punches because he's big and strong. Right, and he's a wrestler like, mostly. Burns is gonna get in there. And he's a jiu-jitsu fighter. So if you try to wrestle him, he's gonna submit you. 
You take him down, he's gonna submit you. As soon as you take him down, true, he's gonna be getting, getting you in a, a chokehold, going for an arm bar, trying to submit you knee bar, some type of submission. Like you can't just sit here and take him down. He's gonna try to go for straight for a submission, or he's gonna get back up. Yeah, you get like jitsu fighters. Like you take them down to the ground, they're comfortable in their guard. Like, it's so weird how comfortable they are down there. Because like, if you're a jitsu fighter, being off your back is where you can get arm bars, triangle chokes, um, americanas, all this type of stuff you can get off your back, right? And when you're a wrestler, like, when you wrestle, you don't want to be on your back. Because Ever. I wrestled in high school, and you don't want to be on your back because that's you getting pinned. So you're not trained to be on your back. You're trained to stay off your back. Right. You want to be on top of people, but, like, when you fight somebody that's used to be on their back, like, how do you how do you control them? Right. Because they're going to be, like, when I got really good at is like, I realized that you got to keep on trying attacks. You can't lay there like a wrestler does and just fucking throw bombs. You got to keep on attacking the leg, attacking the arm, moving, trying to create way, like, it's like a wave. Like you keep the waves keep coming, and mm-hmm. the more waves you put on the person, so now you're gonna catch him with something. Right. And Gilbert's burn and stand up is just way better. So good, like, dude. Like I was so impressed with how he's fighting, man. He was, his footwork was fucking phenomenal. Like that's the that's the one thing I like. True boxing heads always look at is your footwork. Like how how well can you throw a punch? How well can you go in and out? Um, how well can you like, uh, get out like dodge counters? It's like it's fucking ridiculous and. He was moving like like a boxer. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't moving like a, like a UFC fighter. Like he was, it was insane. Like and if you have great footwork, you'll always be on top of everybody else. It's just a thing. Like um, Mayweather's footwork, fucking unbelievable. Like in, the, in, a, in a striking sense, um, the best one is Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. Like he was uh, his the Matrix right there. Legit, dude. Like this this dude just walks around you, and it's like and Pacquiao was an amazing for it's for two, but. Like Lomachenko, his dad made him quit boxing when he was like 11 or 12, because mm. he's like he told him he wanted to be professional, and he made, and he made him quit so he can go into ballerina, so he can get good at being on his feet. He's like, okay, you want to be a boxer? Then you're gonna be a ballerina first, then dog. It is what it is. Yep. And then he did it for like four years, and then he put him back into boxing, and it's it's ridiculous. And Burns has like that footwork. I'm like, holy shit, man! Like that, you ain't punching like no normal dude. So, I I think it's a bold prediction, but I also think it's probably the right prediction. Like I wouldn't be surprised at all. If that happened, I really wouldn't, dude. It's it's still Usman, though. He's yeah. a savage, man. I mean, he did put the brakes on uh, Robbie Lawler, but... Yeah. Robbie's a legend, dude. Like, legend. Absolute <laughs> he's, legend. He's, like, at, like, I don't know how he's still fighting. Like, he's fighting at, like, UFC 1 and 2. Like It's been like, years. Dude, like, I don't even get it, man. Like, he's been here since the 90s. Like, this dude, like, times... And, like, honestly, I see him fighting for, like, probably the next three years. Like, but at the same time, it's like, he probably won't be a top contender, but... He's still a great fighter. Still a savage, yeah. Yep. And then uh, they got uh, the fucking rematch, dude. Volkanovski, Holloway. I think I think Volkanovski wins, dude. Again. The crazy thing is that Volkanovski is just a kickboxer. He actually trains at the same gym that um, the middleweight champion trains at. Uh, what's that? Uh, Israel Sanya? Yeah. They're from the same gym. Oh, yeah. That's the one that's run by... Uh, I know uh, I hear fucking uh, Joe Rogan talk about that gym all the time. I forgot who it's run by. It's a kickboxing gym. All those guys are kickboxers there. I'm, I think they're... I think they're kickboxers or Muay Thai fighters. There was something in the middle, but it's like they have their stand up. It's amazing because they're really just fighting all day. That's it. Like, but like the thing I see like with kickboxers and Muay Thai fighters, once you learn how to stop a takedown and like learn how to get on your back and get back up, like once you get to like a, a blue belt in jiu-jitsu, and like your coach is really focused on you, like oh let's keep him off the ground, let's like take a thousand shots on him, fucking during practice, and then keep the foul on the feet. Like how do you beat these guys? Right, they're really kickboxers. Like Israel Sanya was really a kickboxer with a great record, falling glory, falling all these good shows. Like 
how do you beat that guy? That guy's really throwing punches and kicks at your head at the same time. Yeah. And you can't take him down because he's 6'4". So how do you take him down? That's another thing. He's, dude, he's so fucking big, dude, for his fucking, for his division. And I, I, I know he mentioned going up to fight John Jones, which... He had to gain a lot of weight for that. I don't. No, I wouldn't do it if I was him. Not because you you can tell this guy's not scared. He's a fighter. It's yeah, like, savage. It's not that he's scared to fight him. It's not that he doesn't want to fight him. It's that like this dude is a lean one eighty five fighter. Like he probably couldn't even uh, make it down to one seventy because how lean he already is. Yeah, no, like, he can't. No chance. Why would you go up and gain what fifteen twenty pounds to fight Jumbo Jones, who's fucking has to cut weight to make two hundred five? Yeah, like, it's just it's it sounds exhausting, dude. I. I don't know. Like John Jones is in that weird spot because it's like those are his two best options for really big money is cutting weight to fight Adesanya or gaining weight to find to fight Ngannou. And it's like you're don't fight Ngannou because Ngannou's gonna knock you out in the first round. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> if that he would be the favorite in that fight, Ngannou for sure. Like the crazy thing is, I was reading some. I was reading like a little article about Ngannou. Like he had came from like Morocco like seven yeah, years ago. I like, think it was like uh something with a C, not Morocco. Uh, Fuck. Yeah, but something like that, though. Yeah. He Seven years ago, he was in Morocco being detained by the Spanish government because he was entering Spain illegally or something like that. Yeah. He finally got released from, like, the Spain Homeland Security or something like that, and then look where he is today. Like it's fucking insane, like, dude. Like, dude, like, I don't think nobody's ever going to beat that guy again because, like, in the back of his head, he's thinking, like, fuck, I was fucking poor as fuck. Like, no money. Fuck, I cannot go back home to my country because if I go back home, I'm nothing. Like, That's it. Like nobody's gonna beat that guy ever again. No, nah, like, he he used to be like a legitimate like real slave. Like that yeah. was his like he actually used to like shovel sand, for like uh, I forgot what it was. It was like some sort of like, it's not like a company, but like that was like his thing. Like he, because he was detained, he had to mm-hmm. actually do slave work. Yes. And like that's how he got like he said that he attributes a lot of his strength to that. Like I was like doing like, shit like that was like complete grunt work. Like I was basically a prisoner. I'm like dude, that's crazy, man. And now dude, he's two sixty five with like fucking eight pack. Like that fool's amazing like it's amazing. not even NFL players that look like he does because like he's, no. he's not even like fat like he's just in perfect shape like he looks like Hercules pretty much yeah like. dude that's fucking blows my mind dude I have I have no idea man all I know is yeah that that fight will be interesting too man because that dude that gym is fucking who the fucking runs the gym is gonna piss me off dude but either way dude um, to call Peter Yan fights again um, mm. versus uh, Jose Aldo that's gonna be fucking dope dude so the way I see this fight like Jose Aldo, I gave him so much respect. Like, he was at the top of the game a couple years ago. He lost a couple fights, and, like, he didn't give up, like, Ronda Rousey, fucking um, uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. He's, like, he's in the same atmosphere as them. Like, even though he never got the attention they got, he's still just as good as they were. Big time, yeah. He came here. He Like, he lost a couple fights, but, like, if he wins this fight, which I believe he will, like, this is going to, like, cement his legacy. Like, there's... They're like, there's like, I say like there's tiers to MMA. There's tier one fighters, tier two, and tier three. Like, a tier one fighter would be like John Jones, right. George St. Pierre, um, Anderson Silva. Khabib. Khabib. Right. Like, did, Jose Aldo, I'll see him as a tier one fighter, but this is like to submit, to make sure people know, like, like I'm Jose Aldo. Right. I'm the master. Like Legit master, dude. Like, he like, he was considered the best featherweight of all time until yes. until Connor. Yeah, like legitimately. I wish they would have ran that back. Like I know that was that that and that's what cemented Connor. Mm-hmm. That's literally what that that was his cementing status. It was like, so perfect, like perfect, perfect punch. It couldn't. It was what was it like? Fucking like th- first second. Of yeah, round. I think it was like thirteen seconds or <laughs> yeah. something like that. And 
I'm that's insane, man. But I hope he does win too, man. I mean, just just for like just for that, just for his legacy, man. Because he's he's a bad motherfucker, dude. Yeah. He, he deserves it. How old is he? Like thirty six? He's old as fuck. Like, Let me see. He's fucking. This dude is thirty. Dude, he's only thirty three. That's so weird. I feel but like he's been fighting forever. The thing is, I see like fighters like you gotta like look at like Randy Couture. He fought fucking to like forty six, but he only had like what twenty eight, twenty nine fights. Like yeah. Jose Aldo, what does he have? Like 30 fights already? Like, like I Dude, see, so many fights. Yeah, he has a shit. Is his, it? His mileage on the body. Like, he, he's so young. Like, he, 33 years old, dude. He probably can fight to his 40s, but like, how much they gonna pay him? Are yeah, dude, that's another thing. That's another, you brought that up. I remember, like, dude, like, uh, right now there's a lot of fighters that are, are like trying to not fight um, and trying to reneg- renegotiate their contracts. And it's like Dana White doesn't pay their fucking fighters. Yeah, like, Pay these fools what they're worth. Like, that's what's going to... Like, I don't see people at work talking about boxing. Yeah. Like, especially probably on the East Coast, but in California, people don't talk about boxing. We talk about MMA. Yeah, true. We're not talking about kickboxing. We're not talking about Jiu-Jitsu. We're talking about the UFC. Like, right. Like, yeah, it's a big boxing fight. Everybody wants to see it, but everybody goes to bars to watch UFC fights. Very true. Like, pay these guys what they're worth. They're bringing in revenue. There's a reason why Dana White's so rich. There's a new, the reason why the UFC can buy an island. Because people really want to see these fights. Yeah, so true, dude. Like, and it's like it's well, the only thing that's weird though too is like they just like uh I know Miles Vidal is like one of the biggest ones of this. Like when you get paid, blah blah. He just like signed like a contract, like fucking a seven deal fight contract, like not too long ago, mm. like a month ago, two months ago. And it's like I, he's getting kind of called out now because we were like, dude, like if you if it meant that much to you to, to negotiate your shit, why didn't you do it then? When yeah. you actually had a chance to negotiate your contract. But now his name is so big now. It's like, it's Madaga. He fucking beat Nate Diaz. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, who knows where this guy's career is going to be because, like, he's at the top of his game right now. Especially, like, with his backstory. Like, he used to fight with Kimbo Slice. And you ever heard about that? Like, yeah, dude, what a savage. Like, That's on, so dude, scary. Like, I remember when, like, those videos started popping up. I remember I was, like, a kid. Like, the mm-hmm. the Kimbo Slice videos. Yeah. It was the scariest thing ever. It was, like, a fucking... He was, like, a YouTube sensation. Like, he you was, couldn't bro. wait to watch his fights because he would murder people. He was a beast, like... Like, straight beast. The, the UFC had, um, on YouTube, Kimbo Slice versus, um, what's his name? Alexander Houston? I think it's Alexander mm-hmm. Houston. It was a bored-ass fight. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, because Alexander Houston was running around the arena the whole fight. Oh, it was, dude. like... When you think about what Kimbo Slice achieved in like his like, cause he came in the fight game when he was earlier, like, like if he was starting when he was twenty five, younger, you know what I'm saying? Like he would have been a big time star, but he could like start when he was already thirty. Yeah, no hair on top of his head. Like, Fuck. like he was the what he achieved like is amazing because like you got a guy who was fighting on YouTube for like five thousand dollars who fucking becomes like the top name in Strike Force after three fights. Yeah, he got knocked out with one punch, but fuck, it's the UFC, it's MMA. People get knocked out all the time. It happens, yeah. Like, but he fucking went to boxing. I think he went like seven and zero in boxing. Like, then he had a heart attack after. Well, he fought that Bellator fight. Then he had a heart attack later on that year and died. But I mean, fucking, he did his he did his shit. So I give him props for his career, cause yeah, like he's actually like you, you talk about MMA legends. You got to put him in the top twenty because. He's Kimbo Slice. Like, yeah, dude, seriously. <laughs> he was like, he did so much just for like, like he's the only reason backyard fights became so popular mm-hmm. after that too. Like people, everyone started fucking recording backyard fights after that, which is fucking nuts, dude. If you're doing backyard, like for sure, get another hobby than do that. But I mean, fuck, dude, if you're about it, you're about it. Like I, I that's another, that's what, that's what's hard about these fucking M- like MMA heads, dude. Like mm-hmm. if, when you're about it, you just know when someone's about it. Like they're just savages. Yeah, like, like we were talking about the other day, like 
You don't fucking... You never see George, George St. Pierre, when you see interviews with him, he's all about fucking just talk about, like, this food's just like a tool. Like, he's all about fucking about working out, being healthy. That's all he talks about. Like, that's it. I follow this dude on Instagram. Like, he's not posting pictures of him in his fucking nice ass cars. Who knows he, what kind of cars he has? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's fucking posting stretching videos, like, fucking working out <laughs> videos. But, like, I was watching um, George St. Pierre and Joe Rogan talk. And, like, yeah. George St. Pierre was talking about, like, how. He had this guy who was a bully. Like, he's a bully, George St. Pierre. Like, this is when George St. Pierre is, like, fucking... He sees the, he sees his high school bully, or his, like, middle school bully, in the future. This is when he already is the welterweight champion. And, like, this guy fucking life sucks. Like, he's, like, this guy, I think, probably, like, thinking about suicide or some shit like that. Oh, shit. And instead of George St. Pierre being, like, hey, dude, you fucking bullied me while I was fucking younger. Fuck you. Like, he goes in, he's, like, hey, how are you doing, man? Like, you can tell off the back. I think he asked him for some money. Like, he asked him for some money. Like, oh, shit. Like, you used to bully me on the fucking bus. Now you're begging me for money. Like, yeah. but George St. Pierre doesn't be like, oh, fuck you, all this stuff. He's like, here, dude. Like, here goes some extra money. Take care of yourself. Right. That dude comes to George St. Pierre's house because his dad still lives in the same city. And thanks, like, he's like, oh, I wanted to thank George St. Pierre because for him giving me that money, it helped me turn my life around. Wow. It helped me, like, make something better in my life. But, like, it's like, dude, like, the best fighters are the most humble people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, an, that's that's why I found you as an interesting dude, man, because I find this common. Like, most people who are I meet that are generally very nice, I'm like, they're, they're probably killers. They're probably some bad motherfuckers mm-hmm. in the mats. Like, they're probably some crazy... Mo- because it's true, like... And the people I know who are, like, the meaner people who talk shit, or or just especially, the I mean, the society we live in now where it's, like, everyone's calling out everybody or, or you're on this side or that side... It's like a very strange thing. Like you're just very mean in general and or you're highly opinionated on things that don't matter. And like p- fighters don't have that problem that much mm. like because they put themselves through so much fucking crazy shit. They're generally very nice people. Like I, I don't know any fighters who are honestly mean. No, like even like like you might be people who's like assholes like Ronda Rousey, for instance. Everybody knows she's an asshole. Like, yeah. You hear from everybody. But mm-hmm. like, like that's her. Like, But yeah. I mean, for my example, like all the guys I train with, like. They're fucking just nice people. Like, they don't fucking... Like, in a jitsu like, they'll fucking whoop your ass. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Like, but it's just jitsu Like, you... Like, they you have an opportunity to submit in jitsu right? You right. can lay on your partner's back and fucking make it feel like a little bitch in jitsu Right. But, like, when it comes to striking, when you're striking with these high-level fighters and, like, these guys who, like, are actually professionals, they're not fucking trying to knock you out because, like, I'm going to fight my best. I'm not, not going to let nobody knock you out, knock me out. But, like, this guy's been fighting professionally 27 fights, 27, 15 wins, you feel what I'm saying? There's a high chance he can knock you out. Yeah, like, definitely. He, he has been there. Like, yeah, he's not only fighting in front of like some amateur fighting crowd. He's fighting against, he's fighting a multi-million dollar fights with people really watching him. Thousands of people at the fights. Like all that anxiety, all that pressure, and he's making it happen. So like, if he tries to fight you in practice, like, what does it prove? Right. Like, if he tries to knock you out in practice, like he's gonna look like the dumbass. People are like, hey, dude, what's wrong with you? It's true. Like, <laughs> it's true. Like, why are you trying to hurt your partner? Like. <laughs> Right, but it's it's kind of like you can compare it to like in MMA, you're you have to learn so many different disciplines. It's almost like you have to. It's like the way it is in society. Like if you're like to say jujitsu is uh, education, mm. and let's say Muay Thai is uh, like let's say that's fighting, and let's say boxing is uh, uh, kindness, and let's say all these things are all you know all these different wrestling is whatever. Yeah. When you learn all these things, you get way more balanced, and then you and then you end up being a more balanced person. And that's just the physical part. But like, I feel like I I feel like most people will get a lot a bigger benefit if they actually just try to do it. Like, you're gonna suck, you're gonna get beat up, it's gonna suck. But mm. 
you're gonna feel so much better about a lot of shit. Like you're gonna have a you're gonna be a nicer person. Um, you're gonna be a, a more noble person. Honestly, you're gonna be you're gonna be like not only nice people, but you're gonna look out to help people. Like you said, what say Pierre? You're gonna do more like different shit. Yeah, like it's like you're really like the thing I do. Like I train, I go to a range. Like my whole my mindset is like I'm gonna be the best fucking fighter in the world. But in my mind, I want to be the best fighter in the world. I don't give a fuck if I have to go fight George St. Pierre tomorrow. I'm not going to go in there, oh, it's George St. Pierre. This guy's going to beat me. I'm, in my mind, I'm going to beat this guy. Yeah. Like, in my fights, like I know I'm still an amateur, but I only lost once. And mm-hmm. the beginning of the fight, it was like first, fucking first minute. Like, I got hit with a head kick. I put my my um, right hand up to block it. That shit still went through and knocked me down. Fuck. I popped back up, dude. And, like, I wasn't thinking, like, oh, the fight's over. This guy's going to fucking beat me. Like, I was like, fuck, I need to catch back up. Like, I need to beat this guy ass. Right. And, like, even though, like, I lost that fight, it was my best fight because the crowd was, like, fucking going crazy. Like, we was really in there throwing punches to the freaking last bell. Like, the last minute, last round. Like, like, yeah, I fucking lost, but it's like, fuck. Like, that fight really, like, showed me, like, Okay, now I learned like how much I can push myself. Now I can now I know I can push myself even harder. Yeah, yeah, like, that's weird, huh? Like you learn like you gotta like fuck like every fight. Like I was saying, like you gotta learn how to check kicks. Like I fucking got my leg destroyed. Now I know how to check kicks. I guarantee you, I can check a kick. Right. But then like I got hit with body shots and fucking I was fucking in pain. But now I know when you hit with body shot, don't fucking like act like you got hurt. Just keep moving forward. Like, right. Like, like you gotta push yourself like. For instance, if you're pushing a big-ass rock, a boulder up a hill, if you stop, that boulder's going to run, fall back and run your ass over. Yeah. But if you keep pushing that boulder up, no matter what the fuck, how heavy it is, you can get that boulder up the hill eventually. Yeah. And that's how fighting is. Like, you just keep going, you just keep going, you just keep going. This guy might be better than you, but at the end of the day, fucking, like, you might fucking beat this guy. Like, think about, like, Anderson Silva versus, um, what's the guy that beat him twice? Weidman? Weidman. Think yeah. about Weidman. We fucking know that Weidman's not better than Anderson Silva. Nah, like, nah. Silva's we, top 10 of all time. Like, we Easily. know that shit. Maybe even top five. Weidman just kept fucking coming. Yeah. He was fucking like a train, dude, trying to bust through a freaking wall. Like, he was this, I don't give a fuck. Like, this guy can be the fucking greatest fucking samurai ever. I'm going to fucking knock this guy out. Yeah. And that's what he did. Like, and it was fucking insane. I remember when the first time it happened, we are like, oh my God, dude, that, that, that changed the game. Yep. That changed the game big time. First one, he broke his leg. The second one, yeah. Silva was trying to do, like, this fucking head movement, got knocked out. Knocked like, out. Like, clean, too. Like, oh, fuck. He's gone. Like, even though Anderson Silva was like, because you, fighters got that one fight where you could tell, like, okay, it's the end of his prime. Mm-hmm. That was Anderson Silva, the end of his prime. Just like with Chuck Liddell, when we lost to Rampage, that was the end of Chuck Liddell's prime. Yeah. Like, you can rename, you can name all these fucking fighters who, like, they have this fight, and then you just know, like, it's a fucking over for him. Yeah. Like, that's where we left Anderson Silva at, but at the same time, it's like, you never know. You just got to keep moving forward, man. Yeah, and dude. It's like, it's like life. Like, if you keep on freaking going forward, like, it might, you might fucking get fired from your job. Your fucking wife might leave you. You might, might go in debt. You might go broke. But if you keep moving forward and you keep with a positive mindset, you're going to keep, something's going to eventually come out the way. Yeah, like, so true, man. So true. And that, that's why I bring this up because I, I do think, like, fighters have just a better perspective on life, which is why I'm interested in talking to them all the time. Like, my cousin, she fights, and... um it's always interesting to see like what they do separate from fighting that makes them stand out so much. And like, you're an interesting cat to me because like, you're also a police officer, which is yeah. crazy to me because like for you to find time for training and then to do that job, which is as difficult already as it is. Mm. And then to apply them both and to still have that mindset is fucking crazy. Cause if you tell it to a normal person, Hey man, um, get in a cage, get beat up 
and uh, do it every day, train every day, and then also uh, go to a job where no one likes you, and um, you're basically the asshole of society, and there it is, figure it out. You're like, fuck that, dude. But like, you purposely do those things, and then you're and you're still positive, and Mm -hmm. like, which is amazing. And like, I was interested to bring on to hear your perspective on how everything's been going for you just recently, like with all the crazy shit that you've been dealing with. Yeah, I mean, the whole situation sucks. Like, happened. Like, we all know. This George Floyd situation, mm-hmm. it should happen. Like, but like the same way, like I see it as like if I was in that situation, like you can't Monday night quarterback something like, oh, if I was there, I'll do this. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like when you're a mixed martial artist, you're not trying to like prove your point by using force upon somebody. Right. It's like Bruce Lee has this thirty for thirty documentary where he's talking about move like water. Like, you want to move like water. You only to move like water. You don't want to put your knee on somebody. Right. Like you want to see what's wrong with this person. Right. You want to help him. Because, like, that's your job. You're a cop supposed to help people. Right, right. And, like, that's one of the reasons I became a cop, because I want to help people. Yeah. Like, fuck, people may, like, don't like me, but, like, even while I was on patrol, I never fucking F you, act like an asshole. Like, I just try to keep that, let me be the fucking nicest guy. Like, I want to be the nicest guy you ever meet, because I want you at least, I don't know what that person going through that day, but that day when they talk to me, I'm like, oh, that fucking fool wants to help me out. Yeah. He wanted to. Um, it matters to you. Yeah, like, even when I'm working with the inmates, it's like, Hey, dude, like, what's up? How you doing today? Mm-hmm. Like, these guys are freaking crazy. Like, yeah, murderers, rapists, everything. Like, like you know, the, the craziest crimes you can think of. Like, I'm not trying to sit there and freaking, oh, talk mess to them, laugh with them, because, like, dude, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, I don't know their childhood. I don't know what made them the person they are, because with my criminal justice degree, like, it made me realize that, like, people ain't born bad. It may be some people that's really crazy, some serotype killers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, just it's so rare, though. But, like, at the end of the day, people really went through some shit that made them the person they are. Right. Like, you don't know what people went through. Like, every, like of course, they committed the crimes. They have to pay the, pay the cost. Like, if you want, like I said, if you want to be a boss, you got to pay the cost. You want to commit crimes, you got to pay your jail time. Right. But we don't know what really made those people criminals. Like, we right. don't know if the guy had a fucking stepdad who was fucking raping him, a fucking a mom who was on drugs. We don't know if his family was gang members. Like, we don't know what this person been through. So, like, right. at the end of the day, they commit the crime, but... Just fucking do your job, doing be respectful. Cause it's so easy to do that. I imagine. Like I feel like to be nice is not that hard. Yes. Like I feel like that's. I mean, obviously you have stressors you're dealing with all the time in terms of like you don't know if this person has a gun. You don't know if uh what their intentions are. Um, he matches the profile of somebody else. I totally understand all those things too. But like I I also don't think being fucking nice is hard. I think that's fucking oh. easy to do. You know, and that's only because. I relate it to how the stressors that I put myself through and I put myself through a lot of crazy shit mm-hmm. I do it on purpose because I know it makes me nicer and it sounds like you do the same which is why it's easier for you to be nice too like and which is it like that's my point is like I if there is a like a bad police officer I'm just like oh maybe he's not maybe he hasn't put himself through a lot of stuff yeah, like, which being a police officer you're already putting yourself through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. already but maybe he's just maybe he's not nice because he hasn't put himself through enough I don't know who knows exactly like the way I see it is, like, you're dealing with civilians. So, like, they pay you to be permission sheepdog. Right. They want they want you to come to your house and feel like they're safe. Like, nowadays people feel like they come to their house, like, like fuck, the cops are coming. Like, yeah. But I said it's going to a mental breakdown. I'll call the police. He might get shot. Like, yeah. Sure, that's what people are really thinking. Like, yeah. My whole mindset is, like, I won't, if I come to your house, I want you to feel like I'm really there to help you. Yeah. Because I am really there to help you. Even, like, if it's, like, one fucking day. Even if it's, like, it's 30 seconds, like, that's my job. That's why you become a cop. Because you right. want to help people. 
It's like you come a doctor because you want to save lives. You come a, a nurse because you want to help people. You come a firefighter because you want to help people and make sure shit don't burn down. Like, right. Like you're a civil servant. Like, yeah, servants like fucking slave type stuff. But in the, <laughs> the day, you are like it's your job to help people. Like that's like that's why I became up. Like it's like. Growing up, I wanted to be military, military, like, but then I didn't want to fucking be gone, fucking forever. Yeah, I know, that sounds like a nightmare, like, dude. Fuck that. They're like, it's like, that's why I feel like us as cops, we need to, like, step up and do, like, let's kill these guys with kindness. Like, yeah. let these fools be assholes, let these fools talk shit, let them hate us, but let's kill them with kindness. Yeah. Like, let's also, because, like, like you said, like, somebody might have a gun, all this stuff, but, like, let's stay ready for when we got to get ready. Yeah, for sure. Be as kind as you want, but make sure you're always in the gym, running. Because you don't know what kind of fight you're going to be in. You might Your cardio might give out. Your gas tank might just go empty. Oh, yeah. Big time. Make sure you're lifting weights, getting in shape, eating right, like freaking just getting ready for a war. Because, like, you can sit there talking to somebody and they're the nicest person ever and they might pull a knife on you. Yeah, nothing more disrespectful to society than being a fat fucking cop. Yes. Like, like you're just <laughs> driving around in a car and you're all fat. Everyone's like, fuck that motherfucker. Like, he, that guy saves me. You're like, fuck, like no, a, he doesn't. Imagine, like, you're really in, like, the fight of your life. Like, you're some good. With a meth head. Citizen. Yeah, some crazy guy on heroin and meth and fentanyl. <laughs> and he attacks you and then, like, this fat-ass cop comes trying to fucking help you. And you're just watching him get his ass I'm coming. beat. You're like, no, you're not. You're about to have a heart attack, motherfucker. Like, that, you're right, though, man. And I, I find that interesting because, mm-hmm. especially now, man, like, it's um, a lot of a lot of what people say, people tend to, even if it's super, like, uh, smart, it's intellectual, it has substance behind it. People will dismiss what you have to say if you don't if you don't meet certain requirements. Meaning, like um, a a, some, a white dude can say what he's saying about um, exactly what you're saying, but it doesn't seem the same because um, he hasn't he doesn't have your experience. Like you being a black guy and also a police officer, like that you literally are in the middle. Yeah. Like because it was a it was a, an injustice to a black person, and it's also crazy injustices to police officers. There was like mm. five police officers who were black who died and no one gives a fuck about them yeah like they don't even care and it's like what but they're black lives too what do you mean and they're like well fuck them but they're cops though and you're like oh shit so like you're literally in the middle like figuratively literally so like it is if someone else says it, it doesn't have much like a uh, validation to it, but when you say these things it really does like, like wow it sounds it's more acceptable for people to hear it because like man like this guy knows what he's talking about like he definitely is not a, a biased person by any means like he has a lot of knowledge and a lot of information to share yeah, the way I see it is like, like yeah, it's, there's history behind it. There's history behind like, like, fucking if you go back to like the first slaves that fucking came on the, the East Coast, mm-hmm. like, but today and now it's like we're paying for my personal perspective that we're paying for the sins of past law enforcement mm-hmm. from years and years and years of injustice. It don't matter if you're black, Hispanic, Asian. Like there's thousands and thousands of cases of people who are who didn't even commit crimes are sitting in prison. People yeah. who wasn't even at the at the thing at the murder at the freaking attack at the rape and they're sitting in jail for a crime they didn't do. So it's like there's countless acts of police officers making bad decisions, mm-hmm. like just pulling up on people, choking people out, just shooting kids. It's like, dude, like wake up, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you're really making us look bad. Cause like so true. Everybody sees us as like it don't matter if you're a sheriff, a deputy, it don't matter if you're a freaking homeland security. They see you guys all as his cops. Like, you guys yeah. are, they think we're all homies and like stuff, but like, I don't know this dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> he did something horrible and I don't support anything he did. He right. should be in jail for it. But 
my thing is, let's look at the facts. Let's find out what really happened. Because, like, even though, like, with the George Floyd thing, like, even though, like, yeah, it hurts. Like, watching that, like, it really hurt me. Yeah. Like, it really hurt. It, like, really, like, dang, dude. Like, you were a badge. You're supposed to protect people. But, like, you're sitting here with your hands in your pocket on somebody's neck. Yeah. And then when they go unconscious, you only start performing CPR. So, like, it hurt me. Like, dude, like, come on, dude. Like, you're a cop. You're a, you're a sheepdog. Right, right. Like, even though this guy's on drugs, even though he's committed a crime, you're supposed to be the bigger person. Like, you're supposed to be a person that they can come to. Like, my fucking dad's a cold kid. Please help me. Right, right, like, right. Kids are supposed to call us and be like, the cop can help us. Like, even if it's for 30 seconds, they feel like, oh, a cop came, he talked to my dad, and he went back in the house. Like, but with this case of George Floyd, that didn't happen. Right. Like, he ended up dying. Who knows? I, I haven't saw an autopsy. I don't know if he died by heart attack. I don't know if he died by strangulation, but he died. And he was in the care of law enforcement. So society's looking at it like, dude, what happened? Yeah, and and it's like it's it's just weird because it's like uh, it's it's something that everyone agrees with. Like my buddy, my roommate said that day. He's like he's like I don't get. He's like what everyone. He's like he's like call, he's like called this an ignorant statement. He's like but I don't get why everyone's yelling about certain things. Like he's like dude, everyone agrees with you. He's like no one's disagreeing with you. He's like the cops that are there to stop the the riots and the protests, they agree with you too. Yes. They don't disagree with you. Like you're in their face saying fuck you and they're saying dude, like they want to tell you back. Like dude, trust me. We know that was fucked up. We don't disagree, man. Like mm. for like especially like those those uh I would imagine like you woke up that morning and you're a cop and then you saw the news and you're like fuck, man. That's poor guy. That's fucked up. That sucks. Yeah. And then and then all you did from there was go to work. And then now you're in your car and everyone's swinging a bat at your car and going, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> and you're like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what did I do? Yeah, you're like, I do. Like, it's so, it's fucking, it's crazy, man. And, and, um, and it's weird because there's so much like, like there's, I read an article and it came out when, when it first happened that said like he knew him. And then the guy, it was all just from one source. Like this one guy is like, oh yeah, I worked with both of them. I know they know each other. And that guy recently retracted his statement. He goes, it's the wrong. He said he, he said it was the wrong guy. Like he, yeah. he's like uh, Floyd was not the guy he that knew him, so it was the wrong guy. But that was like a thing that like people were gonna use. Like dude, he knew him, and it's like it's already out. Too, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. It like, sounds like you had malice. Like oh, you knew him and you killed. Like you know. Like a lot of people when it first came out was giving me shit. Like my thing, like my whole college degree, our thing was like to look at everything to find the truth. Mm-hmm. Because like you got like when you look at a case, you gotta get the autopsy. You wanna find out what this person was thinking. What he was doing, why why they were called? You want to get the radio traffic? Mm-hmm. You want to get their mindset, their pr- perspective, what the officers thought, what the civilians around thought? You want to get everything right? Like, I was like, well, let's wait for the whole story. Like, I wa- I don't know if you know Donut operator on you Donut operator on YouTube. He mm-hmm. always he um he goes over like cop shootings and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But he always says wait for the whole story because you want to know every all the facts before you can get the truth. Right. Right. Like, I don't want to. I don't want no broken. Oh, this this happened. Oh, this man happened. Oh, it's his first day at work. Oh, they knew each other. No, I want the truth. Yeah. Like, I want to see the end of the story for then we can be like, oh yeah, fuck these guys. Let's fucking burn them at the stake. Right, like, right, right, right. Like, but I don't want innocent people to get in trouble for some shit they didn't even know they was doing. Like, right. Like, That's so true, man. Like, mm-hmm. especially this. Like, this story was like completely developing. Like, when it first happened, like if when it first happened, everyone all you see is a uh, a guy putting his knee on somebody's neck. And a six go- second video. <laughs> that's it. And it's a huge injustice. And you're like, man, and all you do is you see mean person and good person. That's mm-hmm. basically your and then like it came out later, like, oh shit, like 
turns out this dude was like a piece of shit. Like he wasn't a good person. Like mm-hmm. he like he went to prison like five or six times. He he like he held a gun to a pregnant lady's stomach, a, a black lady, and mm-hmm. and you know was gonna rob her. All these things and like, um, not the best person. Was high on meth and fentanyl. And then when you yes. hear you hear all these things, it's like none of those things are justifications for for still killing him. Exactly. Obviously, but. You're like it, but it definitely goes whoa. Like it changes your perspective. Like you're like, oh shit. Like, and it makes you think like, well, how was he when the inter- interaction happened? Like, yeah, I guess he was using fake money to buy shit. I don't know a story about that, but I always say I got I got super lucky growing up with a with a dad who's in law enforcement because he taught me about all these things. He's always telling me like, dude, it's not. He's always telling me all the time. It's not about. He's like, trust me, I've seen like the worst crimes there are, and he's like, and my dad's always happy. He's like happy all the time, and um. He's like, I've seen the worst crimes, and it's not about it's not about race. He's like, it's really never it ever it never is about race. It's about me going home. He's like, and I can give you tips as a young kid that if you just follow these tips your whole life, you'll you'll never have to worry about anyone doing any injustice to you ever. Yeah, you know, ever. It's like, and, it, and it's like, and I it's like, and I give them. He's like, I give them to white kids, black kids, Mexican kids. I don't give a fuck because if they follow these things, it doesn't matter what your skin color is, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to worry about. If obviously you're doing nothing wrong, even if you are doing nothing wrong, but he's like. You get, he's like, let's say you get pulled over. He's like, no matter what, he's like, you, all your windows are down, all your lights are on. You turn all your lights on. You put your hands on the wheel. He's like, and it's like, and I remember him telling this when I was like ten or eleven. He's like, when you drive, this is what you're gonna do. He's like, and then you you have your license. Make sure that when he asks you for your license, you ask him with which with which hand, sir. He remember he used to mm-hmm. ask me to tell him that. Like, he's like, and they'd be like, and I remember the first time I got pulled over, I asked him that, and he was like, uh, he was kind of thrown off. Uh, your left hand. And he even asked me, do you know anybody in law enforcement? I was like, I was like, yes, sir, my dad. He's like, all right. I was like, he's like, yeah, left hand. Now I asked him, do you want me to get out of the car? Do you want me to like mm. search me out here or something? He's like, no, it's fine in there. I was like, all right, I'm using my, and I was like talking. I'm using my left hand to get my, to my wallet. Yeah. And I didn't, it sounded like what I was doing was extreme, but I remember just like, well, this is what he taught me. And like, there's been some like, uh, extreme circumstances that have happened that are like, on YouTube. Like mm. exactly. I should just follow what he has to say. And I remember at the end, like he was, he was a dick the whole time, but my, he's, that was one of the things my dad told me. He's like, even if he's the guy's a dick, he's a piece of shit. He's like, it's not your job to argue with him. He's like, he's like, you got to understand, like, it, you have to do everything you can as a citizen to make sure that if there is an ju- injustice, that it's clearly his fault. Exactly. In other words, like, if you were in an arguing match with this guy and then you resisted arrest and you're on this ground, and then when you're on this ground, he's doing some really injustice shit. Like, some very, he's clearly using his power to fuck you up. Initially, though, you were there because you put yourself there. You didn't have to talk shit. You didn't have to resist arrest. Like, he has every reason to put you on the ground right there. He can do that legally, no problem, because he resisted arrest. And then you have to be on the ground going, fuck, if I wasn't arguing with this motherfucker, yeah. I wouldn't even be in this position for him to be able to do this to me. Mm. And he's like, as long as you do those things, you should be all right. And I remember the guy being a dick, and he was like, and I, luckily for me, I was working at a, a fucking uh, grocery store at the time, and I saw my outfit on. I made like a, a legal U-turn, and I was leaving in and out So he <laughs> knew I made like minimum wage. Like, yeah. and I would, So he was like... All right, man. Next time you do that dumb shit, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm gonna give you a ticket. Next time you do that, get the fuck out of here. And he was mm. he was a dick from start to finish. Um, but I never was rude back. Um, I, my dad calls it being the lab. He always says like Chihuahuas are for fucking like Chihuahuas are annoying. No one likes Chihuahuas. They're they're loud. Exactly. They always, they're always trying to prove a point. And no one likes pit bulls because they're either scary and they're only loyal to their owners. Like your job as a human being is to be a lab. Just be just labs will go up to one person and be like, you want to pet me? And they're like. Yeah, and then they'll be like, thank you. And they'll go up to another person like, you want to pay me too? Yeah, thanks. And mm-hmm. there's, wherever they go, they're just themselves. Every lab's the same. They're the same dog. They're just such friendly, yeah. fucking nice, I want to be friends with everybody type of dog. 
Because if you have that demeanor with like with women, if you have it with if you have it with law enforcement, if you have it with dealing with law enforcement, you'll be fine. He's like, but we have. He's like, it's it's. He's like, the problem is no one wants to be like that when it comes to positions of power, and it doesn't matter what it, like if it's an umpire when you're a kid. He's like, you want to tell him he's wrong. Mm-hmm. You're fucking wrong, and you want to, and you would never talk to a normal human being like that. Yeah. What the fuck, Blue? Like you're telling him that? Like you mm-hmm. you would never tell it to a stranger or. You know, like if, if one referee makes a bad call, the first thing people say is, you know, these refs suck. And you're like, dude, that was one ref. Exactly. Like there's fucking 20 of them on the field. Like that one ref made a bad call. Everyone hates them. It's, and, um, but still, I've always applied those, like those, just those basic, basic principles of how to deal with law enforcement since I was a kid till now. Like, mm. and I've, and I've had a few because when I was a kid, I was a skater boy. Mm. So I always fucking, you, you if you're going to be a good skater, you got to you got to break into properties. It is what it is. Yeah. You're in high schools, you're in colleges, you're in fucking elementary schools, and they're around usually fucking residential areas. So people see kids and they're skating, they're like fuck that. They call the cops. You deal like they get you every now and then. Mm. And I just I always used to apply those principles like just be super nice. Um whatever they ask you to do, do it more. Like be more extreme. Like if they if they say, "Can I search you?" be like, "Yeah, what do you want me to sit?" Like fucking be more cooperative as you can because eventually they'll be like, this guy's nothing to hide and he's not a threat to us. Like That's yeah. really what they're doing. It's just determining if you're a threat or not. And if you, if your mindset going to some dealing with somebody is, is this person a threat? And then their anger rises and then they resist, then yes, you're going to be like, yeah, he's a fucking threat then because he's fucking willing to fight with me. Then yeah, obviously. Or he's willing to f- tell me to fuck, fuck you. It's it's a dangerous, it's a crazy fucking job. And I, I, I feel like uh, we do need teaching. Like I know people say like, Cops need to do better things. And, of course, you can always be better. Cops can always be better. But I feel like citizens need to be better, too. Like, they're they're getting out of hand now where they, like, you wouldn't talk to a stranger that way. Why would you talk to a cop that way? Yeah. It's crazy. It's going to take, like, both of us to step up. like Big time. Main thing. No like, one wants to say it, though, because he's telling like an asshole when he says that. <laughs> you know? Like I said, we need to kill each other with kindness. Like, people shouldn't be afraid to be stopped by the police. No. People shouldn't be afraid if the police comes Unless to Unless you're a house. criminal. Like, people shouldn't be afraid of the police at all because they're public servants. We're public servants supposed to come to help you. Right. And that's need to be our mindset. Our mindset need to be like, oh, when we're talking to civilians, we need to talk with complete respect. Right. And when they talk to us, they need to talk to us respectfully because at the end of the day, if some shit was to pop off, they're expecting us to save their lives. Right. And if we don't step, step if we, at least we don't, if we don't try, right. then there's a problem. Like, all these riots taking place, all these looting, all these people getting killed over this stuff. And it's like, yeah, like... America has a very, very bad history. Like, if you bring a civil rights, somebody who's in here who's, like, African-American um, studies professors, and they could probably go all day long. Right. Even my the little bit of history experience I have, like, you look back, and you're like, dang, this was going on? Yeah. And this was going on? Yeah. And this police officer was part of KKK? Crazy, and huh? And this guy was in jail? Yeah. For, wait, he wasn't even there? And these 16 kids got locked up for rape, and they didn't even see the kids? Like, like... It's like all this stuff that was happening in America in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s, like, it led up to what it is today. Right. And, like, it's not like, oh, like, this stuff just started happening. And, like, like I say, it's like America's like a cup of water. It, it was an empty cup, like, after slavery at 19, 1863, 1864, actually. So, and after that, after the slaves were released, every day, it's just a drop of water, a drop of water, a drop of water, a drop of water, a drop of water. And now people are just fed up. They're fed right. up with cops making mistakes. They're fed up with cops killing innocent black people. They're fed right. up with everything. And that's why they're rioting. Like, a riot is the voice of the unheard. 
they're looking at this stuff. They probably don't know anything about history. They're like, oh my God, this is horrible. Right. I'm going to ride. I'm going to destroy stuff. Most people are just looting to get clothes and fucking get their, their yeah, own personal just game. Just fucking, just fucking, those are just fucking bad people, straight yeah. up. Like, if you, you see this shit and you're just like, oh, free clothes? You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, straight up. And you need to be told that. And, like, that's, that's what's, uh, crazy i feel like a lot of people study history and it's interesting it's a kind of we said earlier it's like all these people that put themselves to real real shit Mm. like like a lot of black people from those times are the nicest people today the nice people because they actually went through like real racist shit like hey man this restroom you can't come in no you can't sit at this table white no that's like real shit dude like like it's real like don't get me wrong there's still racism today but it's so minor compared to like that's another thing is like people are are offended by like Facts now, which is mm. so strange. I, I don't know how that can even be a thing. Like, let me see if I can find. So I was watching a documentary on Hulu, mm-hmm. and so it was pretty much about an African American woman who was walking home from church. Yeah, and she had got kidnapped by seven or six white women, white men, and she was raped. Ugh. Right? And the moral of the story: she was raped, and there was um, she knew the house, she knew the car. She could. She knew the people. She knew who did it. The people in the community knew they did it, but it was a small community in the south. And when it went to court, it wasn't like they bring people from outside. These people knew them. They wasn't gonna put their oh sons. They wasn't gonna put. That's their, crazy. They're not gonna say, "Oh yeah, he's guilty. My son's guilty of rape. My cut. My um uncle's son is guilty of rape. They're landowners. They're sharecroppers. This right. woman was raped by seven or six men. Right. And she. They testified, and they got. They all got away with rape. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because it was, I think, 1942 or something like that. But, like, it yeah. was, like, the facts were there. Right. Like, but it's, like, all that stuff leads up with today is, like, it's, like, injustice. Yeah. Like, like we're all, like, the way I see America is, like, if some foods from Russia attacked America, we're all going to be on the front lines fighting because we're course, all going to be fighting course, for our yeah. way of life. Like, that's how our everyday life needs to be. Right. Like, it shouldn't matter if you're black, white, Italian, Asian, like you're all American. Right. Like, it shouldn't be no, oh, we're proud to be American fucking in Texas, but we're all white and you can't right. hang out here if you're not white. Like, right. Or it shouldn't be no, oh, you can't hang out here if you're not black or you can't hang out here if you're not Mexican. Like, right. And those things honestly don't apply as much anymore, which is great. Like, that's mm-hmm. the just the good part, especially like in California. Like, that's, that's where, where I grew up, like, dude, you hang out with everybody. So it doesn't even matter. Like, I understand if those problems are maybe prevalent in like, you live in Wyoming, like yeah, like you don't, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I get it; it's a little different for you. Um, but for us, that's the greatest part about being here in New York. All these places, it's it's just part of your, it's part of your culture. It's like everyone's everyone's involved, which is great, man. And like, I I I just I do struggle sometimes with thinking like, man, okay, so, like, there's so many different, there's so many like I was trying to go back to like the numbers thing. Like I I was looking up arcs. I'm like, all right, I really want to know how many people are, are getting killed. Mm. Um, in an injustice way is it like uh which ones have like no weapons on them at all um what were they doing when they had it were they trying to fight it? like what what was going on and the numbers were like fucking tiny like i look like i mean i got you every source was a little bit different like some would say uh nine armed black people nine unarmed black people died last year and then another article would say 23 i'm like okay so obviously the numbers aren't accurate but it's somewhere between those numbers you would yeah. say from nine to 30 but still like if you compare those numbers to like the people were getting stopped thousands and thousands of times a day. I'm like, that's a pretty goddamn good success rate. Like, mm. that's like 99% of the time that you won't die. Like, there's a good chance that if you just do everything correctly, everything should be fine. And and are there mistakes? For sure. People fuck up, dude. And like, and sometimes it's not a fuck up. Like, where you, 
where you like in the sense where like you made a mistake it was it was on purpose which is like that's not a fuck up that means you purposely tried to fucking kill this person that's way different um but like i always feel like man like i I try to look at things honestly and as open as i possibly can i'm like i'm like dude like i know friends that are such victims of racism but like but like and they're not even black like dude like middle easterners have it way worse than anybody (laughs) No one gives terror. a fuck about them. Like, yeah. yeah. You just call everyone a terror. Like, no one gives a fuck about them. Like, go back to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. No <laughs> one gives a fuck about that. I'm like, dude, like, they're, they have it way worse. But I always try to see the good to all these things. Like, I joke around all the time, man, like, that um, being Mexican is great because we're fucking, sh- like, short, like, little tiny people for the most part. <laughs> and you have to build mental toughness, especially when all you're given your whole life is examples of hardworking motherfuckers. So, like you're, that's all my we, we came here and we had a bag of flour and we made dinner like what the fuck like you have to figure out how to be mentally tough from a young age so already from a young age i already know that i can't beat anybody physically that much yeah like maybe i can get as good as i can but i have to be so much stronger mentally like if someone calls me a fucking wet back a beaner i have to not care and i have to learn that young mm. you know and it and i did learn it young and i i still don't to this day i don't give a fuck about it like it's if i'll say it to my other friends it's fucking funny but um, we're in a place now, society-wise, where words are like have never been more powerful, yeah. and th- and they've never been more effective. Mm. They've literally never been more effective. Like you can say some something to somebody, and like you can have a relationship with them. Like I've been friends with you for one, two years, and you say one thing, and they're like, "Nah, man, like you're a bad person to me now." You're like, "What the? F- <laughs> what? What about? I, I just bought your kid a Christmas gift yesterday, mm. and it doesn't matter." But it's like it's it's a strange thing. I I'm a huge supporter of words means so much. Like like. With music, like goddamn, like these people that have paved the way, like Bob Dylan's, and like Sam Cooke, and mm. like Bruce Springsteen, Tupac, like their words are so powerful. But I'm also like a biggest supporter, of like no, they're not either. Yeah. Like you, you get to choose which ones are powerful to you and which ones aren't. And those ones that are are pissing you off, they're they're hurting you more than they're not. So choose to make take the power away from that person. That was like one thing that. I read a biography on Martin Luther King. I found so fascinating that he was such a fucking genius. Um, Absolute genius. Like, his approach to beating racism was to beat the white man at whatever they're good at. Like, and that's that's, that's exactly what he did. He was like, and, and by the way, the fucking 50s and 60s, which is crazy to even have this mindset then, but he was like, if they speak proper, I'm gonna speak more proper than them. Which is why I talk like this and why I make, and if if they're Christian, then I'll be a bigger Christian man. He became Mm -hmm. a pastor. He's like, if they're, uh, educated i'll be more educated than them he was one of the smartest guys in the room no matter what like everything he did he's like i'll just beat him at what they're good at and if they do that they're gonna be like fuck i i can't beat him yeah because that was because that was it's still to this day it's it's every it's not the white man i say that like generically but that's that's what a racist man's perspective is can i beat this guy mentally that's all they're trying to do to you Mm -hmm. racist real racist like in my opinion are people that actually physically do shit like these crazy motherfuckers that are running over people at Tiki Torch fucking Tiki Torch rallies in Charlottesville. Those are like real racists. Yeah, like you know, they like really hate you just because they see your because they color. physically are acting on it. Like I'm gonna run you over because mm. you your presence makes me mad. That's a racist. Um, someone saying some real like words just to get under your skin. That's just like that's just a piece of shit. Mm. You know, and he's using the racism to fucking because he knows it's gonna work. But if you can get rid of that and go, nah, that's not gonna work on me, dog. I don't even care. And you beat him, like, dude, then that guy can never win. He can never beat you. But it's all in your control. Yeah. And, you know, and I feel like um, society is like, we're running away from that. We're like, no, like, fuck that. We're just not allowed to say anything. And it's like, I'm not saying you should be able to say fucking 
bad words, but also you should be tough enough to not let them fucking bug you either. Exactly. It's just a fucking dumb sound from your mouth, you know? But people like yourself who have put yourself to mental, mentally tough situations have that, usually have that kind of mindset. Like, I've put myself in a ring getting beat up. I've, I've done a fucking very noble and honorable profession. Someone calls me that word, I couldn't give a fuck. Fuck them. Who cares? That's <laughs> what it is. I'm successful. Like, what the fuck do I need to care about them for? I'm smarter than that person. And then when they see it not work, they're going to be like, fuck, didn't work. Because they're a piece of shit. Like, I, this is going to work, and then it didn't work. Yep. They want to bring you down to their level. Pretty yeah, much. that's what they want to do. And, like, if you accept it, then, yeah, you went down to their level. Like, and it's like, you didn't have to. You know, especially, like, I think there's, you could, there's something to learn from every culture, you know? Like, um, Middle Easterners, Asians, and Hispanics. Like, they, they're the biggest, like, cultures to get name-called all the time. Um but also, they're the best at dealing with it because they've been dealing with it for, for so long that they don't even care. They make it funny. Like, the funniest comics, mm. you know, like fucking, like the Middle Eastern comics are fucking killer, man. Like, uh, Camille, what was the name? Camille Unjani, I forgot his name. And what's the other guy's name? Ah, oh, I forgot his name, dude. So funny. Um, Mexican comics, all they do, like, George Lopez made his shit off being, technically, you could say he was being racist towards Mexicans if you really want to exactly. phrase it that way. <laughs> but... He's not. He's just being honest. He's like, dude, and he's making fun of himself, and he's making fun of his family members, and he's making fun of this, and you know, and it's fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, but there's every culture you can learn from, dude. Like, I always say, black people are the best at everything, and that's not even an original thought. Everyone knows that, dude. Like, legitimately, <laughs> like, and I thought that when I was a kid from music. I didn't even think about what sports, which is usually what everyone thinks about. I'm like, dude, no way, man. Like Robert Johnson, fucking Jimi Hendrix, like these fucking killers, like Tupac. I was like, dude, like they're the best. Yeah. But and we, think about it, like when you grow up in the hood and like think about it, you grow up in the hood with nothing pretty much like mm-hmm. you have no other choice but to be good at sport like there's like That's growing crazy, up huh? it was like two things either you like I'm never heard of saying you're banging or you're balling because like the game members are like what do you do like oh I play basketball oh leave him alone so he's balling yeah yeah like or like if you're not playing basketball or baseball or something like probably joining a gang yeah it's like yeah. People get really good at sports because I played sports in high school. I got really good at wrestling and football because I hated being home. Yeah. Like, I fucking hated being home. Fucking home sucked. Yeah. Like, I did not want to be home with my stepdad. I didn't want to be home with my mom. Like, I had seven brothers and sisters. I didn't want to fucking be home with them. Like, mm-hmm. I had to play a sport. Like, wasn't no great athlete in high school, but I was just good enough. Like, right. I was good enough to be at the top level where I fucking competed against the best. I didn't fucking beat the best, but I was there with them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... That's the best thing. I mean, I feel like people like rappers like Tupac, fucking that fool has so much pain, so much things he's seen in his life. Like, that would push him before, like Jackie Robinson. He fucking. Yeah, big time. Jackie he was huge. Knew that he had to be the best. Like, he knew that he had to fucking beat. Yeah. Like, because. He had it, the same mindset as MLK. Same thing. He talked the same way. He did the same things. I mean, that dude, that movie that even they came out with was like. 42? Yeah, it was like, I, I liked how brutal it was because right. it was a realistic picture of what it is. Why are we trying to pretend how. If you're going to like take the N word out of that movie and be like, we're trying to help people's feelings, like, dude, that's not real to the story. These people were very mean to Jackie Robinson and they treated him like shit. That should be documented. Put it on screen because it's supposed to feel uncomfortable watching that. Yes. And those people saying those things to him and meaning it like actually meaning it like full intent i mean this word and i hope it hurts you and i mean it mm-hmm. like that is the experience he went through and to shook like to wash it down and pretend like that's not what he went through we're gonna give you the fucking cushion no man he went through some real shit it and that's what makes the end of the movie even more emotional because like you see the whole movie and it's like brutal like 
they're saying it all the time and they're being mm-hmm. very mean to him. And then the other movie when like Pee Reese gives him a hug, you're like, dude, like this makes the movie this makes this worth it. It makes everything worth it. Like mm-hmm. you know, like what a fucking special dude. But he was more educated. UCLA. Educated mm-hmm. motherfucker, man. Like uh super smart, better than everybody. So- by far. I was just watching uh, Spike Lee just came out with a Netflix uh, movie called uh, Five Bloods mm-hmm. and pretty much like it's five four actually four of them because one of them dies during the Vietnam War yeah but the one who dies is actually the one who's trying to keep things together he was he pretty much was edu- educated the re- educating the rest of them of like what's going on like trying to keep their mindset straight trying to keep them positive because like during the Vietnam War in the 1960s African Americans didn't have full rights but mm-hmm. they were in the front lines. So one of the things that he um, Spike Lee has in his movie, he says that African-Americans are only 11% of the U.S. population, but they're 35% of the troops fighting the Vietnam War. Wow. Like, they're the ones in the front lines. You feel what I'm saying? They're the ones fighting yeah. for American freedom, but they don't have freedom at home. Like Fucking nuts. Like, when you really look at history, you'd be like, no matter how bad you think it was, it was 10 times better. I mean, ten times worse. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, imagine like you being in a country where you can't sit at a table, you can't eat with white people, you can't eat with anybody except people the same color as you, and then they want you to go fight a war for them. Like, they want you to literally hop on a plane and get a rifle. Yeah, not even want you. They force you. Like, they're sorry, dog. You, you got right? drafted. Later. Like, you gotta think like uh, Muhammad Ali. He was drafted for the military mm-hmm. during the Vietnam War, but he said no. Yeah, he, I'm not going. He lost his boxing license, wasn't able to fight for like three years. Yeah. And would pretty much have to go to court and like have to speak in front of the Supreme Court and all type of stuff. But it's like, how do you expect people who are not treated equally? Like, even though this is the past, it's still relevant today. Like, how do you expect somebody who's not treated equally, somebody who's not able to sit at a lunch table, somebody who doesn't have rights, the same rights as everybody else's country to go fight for his country? Right. Or even part of the country at all? Like, right. That's true. And, that's what I want the younger generation now to realize. Is like, dude, like it's not that fucking hard for you. Like, don't be a fucking victim if you haven't even truly been victimized. Yeah. Like, dude, like you can do anything you want right now. You have a fucking Xbox in your house. Mm. Okay, you have air conditioning. You, you didn't have anybody do these things to you. And even if you did, you can combat them. You ha- you can go to a school outside of your district now. You can even play sports now. That's new rules now. You can you don't have to play in your in your hometown anymore. Mm. You don't have to play. You can play somewhere else now. Um. There's different avenues now. Is it going to be hard? Of course. It's going to be difficult. Mm. You were put in a shitty situation. You know, maybe where your parents have a, a shitty background. They're, they're, maybe they're doing drugs. Maybe they don't have education. Maybe they're raising you morally incorrect. It's And it's fucking hard for a little kid to put that into his control. But regardless, there's still situations now where, like, it's like the people that are the most victimized, quote unquote, are, like, truly not. Like, you, everything's in your control. And, like real victims that went through things like what you're talking about are like I can't even imagine I put myself in their head and what they think like what the mm-hmm. fuck like, like you're you're trying to tell me that a cop was rude to you and you think that is fucking like injustice like I had one kick my fucking ass mm-hmm. for no reason in 70 like in 72 I remember man I saw he I, I walked past him he thought I was disrespectful that I was dating a white lady and he kicked my ass Mm. He like legit beat the shit out of me. That's an injustice, motherfucker. He's he he was rude to you, and you're like, my days hurt, my feelings are hurt. Fucking get over it. Yeah. Like, why would you let that ruin your day? Is that guy a bad person? Yeah, he's a dick. Fuck that guy. But you know what you do? You just say fuck. In your head, you go fuck that guy, and you and walk away. He's gonna get his. Like, he's gonna get his. Yeah, like fuck that guy. Yeah. You know, just like the way you would do anything else. Like, um, but it's it's. I feel like it's people that haven't put themselves through enough struggle that have this mindset where they think they can like, um. 
like make excuses as to why they feel the way they feel. Like it's a we it's it starts from when you're a kid now. Like it's so different. Like when the fuck do we protect kids from peanuts? Fucking ever. Fuck that. <laughs> like pe- people are losing their common sense. Like what do you think vaccines are? Vaccines aren't a cure. Vaccines are actual inside the vaccine. They expose you to what this virus is and a small dose. So that way you can build antibodies for for the rest of your life. That's what a vaccine is. Mm. Um, and I bring that up because that's exactly what like we're doing now. With, we're Now, instead of giving people tr- struggles and troubles and it's actually making it worse. Like it's it's a good idea in theory. Protect people from these things. But it's fucking worse. If people are softer now. People are not as ambitious now. There's way higher levels of anxiety and depression. You want to know how to get rid of depression and anxiety by doing things that cause anxiety yes <laughs> like you know like you want to know how to not be offended by racism by letting people call it to you all the time you won't even care anymore You're like fuck, i don't care i i know i'm not that i know i'm not offended by that i don't give mm-hmm. a fuck I, I don't care because i know how much work i put in myself uh, you know you don't get allergic to shit eat that motherfucker <laughs> yeah eat it eat the peanuts you get a little red big deal you're gonna get less red tomorrow and the next day a little less red eventually you're not gonna be allergic to shit like it's it's how life works. It's how we build up defense to everything, not just like physically, not just scientifically, but mentally speaking. Mm-hmm. If you want to build a defense to anything, you got to ex- you got to be exposed to it all the time. But now we don't expose people to those things, and now it's like holy shit, the world's on fire. Yeah, people got like it's what it is. Like these days like everybody wants to be protected like Yeah. Like if you're protected like it's so easy for a kid like I was like I think I told you this like last week like if a kid, if a smart kid grows up in a dumb home, he's more likely to not be successful. But if a dumb kid grows up in a rich home, he's more likely to be successful. Than a smart kid in a dumb home. Yes, because like, crazy, huh? It's crazy. Like the thing, the way things are, it's like it's like it's literally all about you. Like you literally have to think, okay, this is my situation. This is what this is the lifestyle I live, and you have to like, I'm not gonna live the lifestyle for the rest of my life. Right. Like I grew up in fucking EBT. Mm-hmm. Fucking Wick, Section 8. Fucking mom not working. While I was in college, I had to work two jobs just to help my mom. Fucking Fuck. give her $300 every month. Like, I remember when I first got started That's working insane, for... Dude. I remember I got... When I first started working for in-home care, uh-huh. my checks were, like, back-checked. And I got, like... Fuck. Like, something happened where, like, my checks were back-checked, and they gave me $3,000 my first check. Mm-hmm. And my mom needed the money. I gave her $3,000 my first check. Holy shit, and, like. Who knows, like, what, what she did with the money, but, like, she didn't do drugs or nothing, but it's like, she was so bad, like, with debt and bills and right. eight kids, not being able to afford nothing, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's like, that's probably why I feel like I'm so good with money now, because, like, I really, like, am an investor. I really monitor how much I spend, mm-hmm. probably because, like, growing up, I never had money. Like, right. Like, and that's, like, how life is. Like, you got to, like, think about the stuff you go through, and you got to make yourself better. Like, if people call you names, people be disrespectful for you, why would you want to be just like them? Yeah, fuck that. If people are dicks to you, they like, why would you want to be just like them? If people act a certain way, you want to be the better person. Right. And, like, that's my whole philosophy. Even while I'm working, like, be the better person. Like, don't make fun of this guy. Right. Don't treat him like shit. Like, be the better person. Like, kill him with, kill him with kindness. Yeah. Like, because if you kill him with kindness, like, at the end of the day, like, you know what you can do, like... You know, if this guy tries to attack you, you can handle yourself. You know, if this guy's disrespectful, trying to fight you, you can handle yourself. But if you're so kind to him, he's going to look at it and reevaluate himself. Like, fuck. Like, why did I, why was I so rude to this yeah, person? Yeah, true. Like, why did I call him all these names? And this goose is so nice to me. Like, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> yeah, it's so like, true, man. 
Have you experienced any like um have you experienced any like inner culture like like any sort of hate like have have other people called you like any fucking names just because what you do for a living and stuff like that? I mean, you could tell it's a lot different now cuz like a lot of my friends that I grew up with, we don't hang out no more. Like we were like, yeah, I say I grew up in a small town, so like we're really like the people you grew up, you're really close with. You know them forever, yeah. You know them forever, so like you don't get invited to certain things. And like you're pretty sure, like yeah, they're fucking. Like I got a lot of friends that like want to be rappers and shit, and like mm-hmm. fuck, I want to be part of a rap video too. Like <laughs> I'm not a fucking cop, I want to be in the video. Like Hell you guys, yeah, like, but at the same time, like you know you're not getting invited because you're a cop, dude. Like right, they're probably thinking like who do I don't want a cop in my fucking video. Like I don't want people think I'm fucking lame. And I hang out with the police, but it's like. I'm just a dude like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, well, like, that, that makes me like that means we weren't really ever friends. Then if I just if I just got another job and now you treat me differently, like yeah, exactly. You know, like, I say that's life though. Like you freaking you have people who, like is this different? Because like some people that grow up in big towns, like you see people and you don't see them. But when you grow up in a small town, you really know the people that you're around. Yeah, and like when they fucking stop hitting you up and like you like fuck dude, like it's kind of weird now. I'm a cop, dude. Like we don't hang out no more. Yeah, but it is what it is. You feel me? Like right, it's just life. Like. Opportunities, things changing around you, and then you you're moving forward, and everybody staying in the same place. And like, even though you want to be friends with people, it's probably better off you don't be friends with them. Yeah, it's true, man. It's it's very it's very weird getting older and just seeing these things unfold and like seeing how you internalize them and how you use them to your benefit. Like, that's fucking definitely true, man. Because I have, I don't know, man. It's it's is I feel like I'm an outsider looking in because I'm like, okay, like I'm just I'm just trying to absorb all the information. Like mm. what's happening? Who's why are people doing this? What are why are they upset? Um is it justified to be upset? Is this is what are the facts? I'm looking at everything. And I'm trying and I'm doing my best to really put myself in everybody's shoes. Mm. Like everybody's shoes. Like I put myself in the shoes of like obviously the cops who are like fucking man, like we did nothing wrong and like we're getting punished from somebody else's sins. And I put myself in the in the shoes of a black person who's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this is bullshit. But then I put myself into somebody in this in the shoes of like someone who's like a a numbers only kind of guy, like a person who works for an art, like a newspaper newspaper company. <laughs> I know exactly kind of how you talking about. Yeah, and you're just like, uh, dude, like, well, the numbers aren't that bad actually. Like, it's actually like 99 percent success rate that things go well. And you're like, yeah, but those couple of times are bad though. Yeah, of course, but humans make mistakes. And then I put myself in the shoes of. Like, the pregnant woman who got robbed, who's like, you guys think this guy's nice? Like, fuck this guy. Like, he mm-hmm. was going to kill my baby, for God's sakes. And then I put myself in the shoes of, like, his family who were like, dude, like, it doesn't matter. Like, we love him no matter what. Like, yep. you know, I have family members who are a piece of shit. I love him no matter what. Like, they've done some crazy shit. And I was like, dude, like, but it still hurts. You still love mm-hmm. him. Like, it, you still want them to do better. So, you know, it's, it's. I, that's that. That's all I ask for anybody in society, or what I ask them to do, or what I want. I'm like, just put yourself in everybody's shoes, man. Exactly. Don't put yourself in just one person's shoes. It's like that. You're. You. It's not a side thing. You just. You, you're very uneducated if that's the approach you take on anything. You. You sound. You sound like silly if like. And then you know a lot of people are just honestly are choosing sides without even having any information. They're just doing it right away, and that's the scary part, man. It just freaks me out. Like, cause uh, it just sucks, man. It's it's like a the society's kind of going down and it's like it's it's it, dude it, it weighs on like my fucking emotions. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like 2020 has been a bad year. Fuck like, yeah, it's been like, fucked up, man. We go from the beginning of the year, it's like like hurricanes or stuff like that hitting. Then we got freaking coronavirus, shuts <sighs> down the whole government. Kobe it, Bryant died. Kobe, who like who was like I think what Nipsey died last year or this year. He died last year. Like all these like celebrities dying. It's like like people who you actually like 
like to listen to and then like now we got freaking this like yeah and like the thing is like it's only halfway through the year and i don't want to be the guy saying like know, it fuck. might get worse like right like i don't think we can take like all we're waiting for is a war to start like yeah <laughs> that's like, all you waiting dude for. there was like a five point something earthquake that happened during all the riots and no one cared it was yeah. that's a big earthquake it was like 5.8 in san bernardino somewhere around there and we're like, dude, we don't have time for this fucking earthquake. Figure it out. If you have, if you don't have Kansas Chili at your house, it's your fault. Like, no one gave a fuck. Yeah. We're like, we have all our resources over here. Like, they're really protesting everywhere. Like everywhere, the whole world, man. The small town that I was from, they were protesting. Like, it's like when my small town is protesting, I'm like, goddamn, because like you know who the police officers are. You're a small fucking town, right? So you know, <laughs> like, you know that you know them personally, for God's sakes. Like, I still remember like the police officers when I was fucking high school, like Officer Blood, like yeah, because there was Officer Blood, and, like he would always be outside the fucking school, ticketing everybody fucking parents when he dropped off. God damn! <laughs> but like he was a cool guy, but at the same time, it's like, like we, I'm watching like on Instagram, like watching the videos, and they're like the police officers are all walking with the civilians because they know these people. Like right. it's like probably ten cops in the whole fucking city. So like right. Somehow, some way, they probably met somebody. Like, you, if you fucking just went walking around the city and shit, you're gonna meet the cops. Like, right? You know who the cops are, like, right? And, so, and that's that's the other thing, man. I I, I feel I do I feel because I I know I know people like you who are you guys do so much good shit. You're so nice to people, but it, no one cares because they can't see it. And if you would be a real piece of shit if you showed them that too. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, look at this video of me hugging this little minority. Check it out. You know. And like, dude, okay, dude. So obviously you did that for a fucking video then. You didn't do it. Yeah. You don't, you know, but you're not, so you're never going to show it. Mm. But it's like, it's like working out, like working out. You do it all behind the scenes. No one sees you work out. And then a month later, someone who hasn't seen you in a long time, they're like, oh my God, dude, you look good. I haven't seen you put in all that work, but I can see the results with my eyes. You look good. Mm. With a police officer, you can do so much good shit and no one sees the result. And they're like, well, you must be like everybody else then. If exactly. I can't see it, you must be like everybody else. And you're like, fucking one time you're fucking. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yep. you know, like it's fucking crazy. It's uh, I, I feel bad for, uh, I feel bad for everybody. Like no one. That's the only thing. I'm not like trying to defend anything. It's just like, dude, I no one wins in this shit. Yeah. Like, um, justice is for sure. Like that guy got fired and he got charged like the next fucking day. Like it's being served. Like even the guys that were. Like, there was, like, two cops there that were, like, what, like, on their third or fourth day or something? Fourth day working. I guess, like, I don't know the whole story, but, like, I guess, like, they were, like, reserve cops for, like, a year. And they were actually sworn police officers for four days. Oh, my God. Like, imagine, like, what they're thinking, like. Oh, my God. They probably was fucking just holding that guy down, just, like, trying to back their partner up, and now they're fucking in jail. Yeah. (laughs) Legit. I feel bad. Yeah, because, like, I, I... I can't get in their mindset, but I would imagine that they weren't thinking that my partner's gonna kill this guy and I'm behind him. I'm sure, sh- and I, 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 I'm, would, I'm behind right? his decision. Exactly. I'm sure they're just like, well, he knows more than me, and it's my fourth day, so I'm just gonna listen to whatever he has to say, and I'll do whatever he tells me to do. And yeah. like, you're fucked. <laughs> like, who? Every job you have, like your first six months or year, you fucking suck at. You're making mistakes. Yeah. You're not good. Like. You're tired because you're showing up. You're 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 showing up earlier than everybody else. You're working harder than everybody else. You want to prove yourself at any any job you do. You could be a lawyer, a warehouse worker. It doesn't matter. Like, you're gonna just fuck up a lot in the beginning. And and the thing is, like, that also comes with like you being a police officer. Like, you have to know that you're not allowed to make mistakes, even if it's your fourth day. Like, and it sucks because it's like, well, you're asking me not to be human. I'm gonna make mistakes. I'm human. I I know, but it's also. No one forced you to sign up, though. You signed up for this crazy shit. So if you're going to make a mistake, I mean, all I think people are going to care about is why didn't you prepare for the mistake? They're not going to give a fuck exactly. how long you've been on. 
That's what they're going to say. And so knowing that in advance, fucking prepare. You know, you have time. Read books. Fucking interview. You have you have more time in the world. You, you ask a kid now who's in high school or college, hey, what do you want to do? I want to be a cop. Okay, then what are you doing to do that? You know, I'm working out. Fuck working out, motherfucker. You, any, fat people can get through that shit. <laughs> Go interview fucking cops right now. Everyone, interview a black one, a white one, a Mexican one, a, a Middle Eastern one. Go interview them. Ask them for their input on certain things. Ask And then get everyone's advice on what they think you should focus and then combine that motherfucker, make a portfolio, and study that shit. Yeah. And then that study for that. Anyone can work out. That's easy, man. Oh, you've been running and been doing push-ups. Good for you, dude. No one gives a fuck. Mm. Okay? Like, yes, you should do those things. They're going to save your life one day. But, dude, get smarter. Get How can you make your decision-making better? That's what you should be trying to learn before you go in. Not learn it when you get there. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking crazy. So, but I also understand that like sometimes you can only learn shit by going through it. Experience, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you sometimes people can tell you all the time, hey man, when this happens, you gotta be ready for this. And you're like, okay, I understand the concept, but I I've never seen it. <laughs> never seen it. So I don't know how to react. Like, you know, and it's that's crazy, man. Because those that's another thing. No one wants to like watch those YouTube videos, but they're very real and they're things that have happened, but of the countless like YouTube videos of people walking up to cars and getting shot yes. and it's like a real thing and it's like a, it's a basic oh the guy was speeding pulled up to him you walked up you walk up to the car and boom and you're fucking dead and those happen way more than unjustice killings for the most part at least documented unjustice killings I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a lot of undocumented ones we don't fucking know about exactly but I mean those are real and so like you got and you have to worry about like there's a cop that was just killed in a, uh, Santa Cruz um I was throwing bombs at him. Yeah, some some Mexican dude. I don't know his name. It was like Padilla. I don't I don't know his name. But dude, it's just it's a very real thing, man. I I feel bad for everybody. Like it's just, you know, especially like what I like to do. Like I like to talk. I like to do comedy. Like I, I'm you you have to truly be socially aware of all these things. You you're reading more than everybody else. You're observing more than everybody else. Like so because of that you're you're naturally a more sensitive person. So like when I see society the way it is, dude, I, it bums me the fuck out. Like probably harder than the normal person. Like it weighs on my emotions, it weighs on my attitude that day. Like I, I try to stay positive. I try to, I, I, but I fight it with what you said, just killing him with kindness. Like if society's me this mean, I'm going to be this fucking nicer. Yeah. You know? So one thing like I was thinking about, like you got, so with law enforcement being like how high impact, how like stressful it is, how mm-hmm. like your first day on patrol, you might not know what you're going to expect. Like why is there no, like yeah the academy's cool like academy's cool like you're gonna learn whatever in the academy but why is there no college degree for law enforcement like legit like you're in law enforcement training like you're getting mentored by law enforcement they're teaching you like law enforcement type stuff in college right so when you first go to patrol it's not your first day on patrol it's not like it's not like you've never seen something before why are they teaching you like case laws why are they not teaching you about like other races like trying to make you be a little like because when you become a doctor it's not like your first fucking day is fucking after a doctor academy that's so true like, you have four years of education you you can make those mistakes you can get put in scenarios like of course like we need a lot more cops not all of them can go to college but, like at least if we can get some type of law enforcement degree where you can give hop, cops a higher level of thinking a higher level of learning like more history more um, understanding of why people act the way where they can actually learn about neighborhoods Learn about like when they should draw their firearm or when they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Look at look at scenarios when cops messed up and get graded. They actually have to like dedicate themselves to that. Like it'll make way better cops than what we have now. That's so true, man. I never thought of that. That's actually a very very smart idea. Like, mm. um, 
It's true. Like you said, with nurse, like I have a buddy that's in uh, medical school right now. And like you're already doing things before you're even truly that. Like yeah. you're putting yourself through a situation. Like um, if you're trying to go be a – we had like a doctor on here not too long ago. And she had to do uh, like therapy sessions for, mm. for patients before she was titled a doctor. She was in the pro- – she was in school. So that is very true, man. And I think it should be something that's offered for citizens too, just regular citizens. Like, yep. like let's say you're not even interested, but I think it should be like, hey, man, this is a thing that we have. Um, it's basically an academy for citizens, mm. and um, get to come in two hours a day. And two hours a day, we just we um, we uh, show you this, we do this, and we want to teach you guys what it's like. So that way, you guys can be educated too. So mm-hmm. that way, you guys can know this is how we we're gonna train you guys in these two hours, same way we would train anybody else. So that way, when you're in that car and you're being disrespected, or you can at least have knowledge of their tactics and what they're expecting. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like football. Like you study film, you study film on the opposing team, and then and then you know what what formation in they're in, and oh, I know why they're in that formation. And I know that when they're in the red zone, they use this formation for a play action on this play or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or and it's like fighting. I know that this is when he does this is because he's setting up for a, a whatever, like a fucking darts choke. He's trying to <laughs> yeah. do some crazy shit. Like, um. Like I said, I, I think, I, I think like going back to what you said, there has to be more responsibility on everybody. There has to be responsibility on on citizens. There has to be responsibility on police officers, on the people that are doing that, like on people that are like uh, on government for them to be like, you know what, fuck that. You're right. We're gonna create a fucking police police college. Everyone's got to go now. From now on, it's a real thing. Like mm. academies aren't uh, well, six enough. months. No, they gotta be like two. They gotta be like two three years now. <laughs> they gotta be a two three year process. And you're in there. You're gonna get paid the whole time tomorrow. But after those two three years, you've already done. In those two, in those two three years, you have to do over fifty ride-alongs. Yeah, you fucking getting your report writing together, learning how to talk to people. You're learning about other races. You're learning about other languages. Like you're really learning about the American culture. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna go to freaking the Compton your first day and be like, oh, there's a ton of black people here. They mm-hmm. all look like criminals. No, you know the demographics. You know that oh, these are good people living here, but there is a gang over there in that area. Yeah, and those gang members are not good people, but there's They're also good, good right. people here. Very good you people. Know what yeah, saying? like. They might have gay member families. There's also really good people here who just want to live their lives. And right. We need to get rid of these gay members. Who just unfortunately like, don't have a lot of money. Yes. Like, like there needs to be a like just like you can get a bachelor's in freaking nursing, a bachelor's in art, and maybe a bachelor in law enforcement because that really changed the mindset of those officers who didn't grow up in like tough neighborhoods. Such so like, like I I'm not, I didn't grow up in like Compton or Watts, but I grew up in a small town where things weren't the best. Like, right. So, right. like, i seen a lot of things growing up that made me, like, see things different. And then when you, like, I go to college, I'm going to an all-white school. So, I'm, like, right. I'm used to being around people, like, just like me, but then I have to learn to adjust and see things different because now I'm in an all-white school and I'm, like, one of the only black kids here. But it made me a better person, made me more stronger, made me more acceptable to different races because now I've seen the whole pot stirred around. Like, it's no more, like, oh, all white people are rich. Oh, I got some white friends who are just as broke as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, you feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that's that stereotype. Like, everybody thinks, oh, why, all white people are all white people are rich. All Asians are smart. No, like, those are the stereotypes, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, get those stereotypes out the way. Like, so true, yeah. Like, where stereotype I hate when people ask me, oh, can you swim? Like, yeah, motherfucker, <laughs> I can swim, dude. Like, like, fuck, dude. Like, yes, I did have to, like, the funny thing is, I did have to learn how to swim in high school. Like, my, um, my swim, the swim coach taught me how to swim during the summer. 
Like, I ain't the fucking best swimmer. I ain't about to go fucking swim to the middle of the ocean. But, <laughs> like, if I fucking fall off a ship, I can fucking swim to shore. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Although the shore is not fucking a mile away, I'll fucking make it. Right. You know? like, That's fucking hilarious. It's like, it's just funny. Like, like we just need to get rid of stereotypes and we just need to fucking just get along, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, it's, and I, I do think that that's a special experience to be the only person in a, in a place where you're not, I think that's great because you really only have two decisions to make. I can choose this to, to fuck me up and I can run away from it and I can be basically a uh, victimized in my own head, but that's my brain beating me. There's no one beating me yet. Like I beat myself or I can own this motherfucker. Yeah. I can own it and I can, and I, and I can go in this bitch and I can fucking run it and I can like, and like, honestly, I can, and I can get the best experiences. It might be tough. It might feel lonely, but I'm willing to go through that experience. I remember my dad, went, he told me about that one time, and it was like a brief time. Like, he went through it. He went to Alabama. Uh, I think it was for work. He had to go to some training. Mm. He's like, it was like, he's like, it was weird. He's like, because I was like the only Mexican around. He's like, but I I loved being the only Mexican around. <laughs> all the he's like, I liked it. He's like, it was special. It was cool, yeah. man. He's like, he's like, they looked at me kind of weird. Like, what the fuck? He's like, but it was like, I, I liked that I got to offer something different to them. Yep. It was like fun for me. I was almost like they're fucking like, like they're like I don't know the local entertainer. He's like because I could have been like reserved, and I could have been like oh, these people don't know me, and then I would have made them feel uncomfortable, and then mm-hmm. they wouldn't want to be around me. Yeah, you know. But because I owned it and I was super happy, super happy, and I, and I was just myself. I was being a Labrador. I didn't mix. I didn't try to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Just being myself, and they they loved it. I'm like man, he's fun. Like come back and visit. He's like all right. Like I'm not, but yeah, dude. Like, you know, it's like it's like the cool thing about America is so many different co- cultures. Like yeah. It's just dope when you can like be part of a different culture, like freaking go to like a Native American like powwow or an Indian wedding. Cause like I just seen some weddings, but I feel like Indians have the best weddings. <laughs> like no shit, they get it's like their their cultural dresses. Like dudes have their own type of style, and like it's just like fucking so, riding on a horse or some crazy like, shit. Who knows, dude? Yeah. Like, they just fucking look That's so, so fancy, so freaking like like culturally, like culturally look like so into it. Yeah, it's like, awesome. Like Mexicans with quinceañeras, all that stuff. Like that's dope to be part of that type of stuff. That's Super cool, yeah. Do. Like, like fucking like I don't have no cool traditions. Like I'm not freaking like I don't celebrate Kwanzaa or nothing. But at the same time, like dude, like I like holidays. I like American holidays. Like, but like when you put everything together, it just gives more people more things to do. So true, man. More cultures to learn about and more people to meet. Like that's make the world go around pretty much. Yeah, hell yeah, man. There's this really cool video. Um, you know that song by uh. Uh, fucking uh, Redbone. Um, from what's it called? Uh, Come and get your love. That yeah. song. Uh, they're Indian, Native Native American Indian. They sing that. Yeah, they're Native American Indian, and and they have a live video of them performing like in the seventies, mm-hmm. where they're all in their Native American, like fucking like a uh, robe or whatever, like their whole shit that they're wearing. Mm-hmm. And then the beginning of the song is like like a legit Native American dance. Like they're going hey, uh, they're doing that whole mm-hmm. shit. They have all their instruments on them, but they're. Doing it and then like as soon as it's over, it leads into the song. Dun 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 dun. Like dude, it's fucking so cool, man. But I like that they're like, we're gonna do this shit our way, dog. Like, Mm. this is our history, and we're proud that it brought us here. Even though the song really doesn't even have much to do with our history, like this is who we are. So we want to like, we want to represent that, you know. Like and 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 they're positive shit. Like I I love that, man. I think it's really cool. Anyways, man, you know how long we've been talking? How long? Hour and a half. That's crazy. Crazy, huh? Just flies by, dude. Mm. We say you want to call it. Let's call it, dude. Let's do it, man. Dude, this is a good time for me, man. Mm. You're an interesting person. Like, I, I like talking to people like you because you seem like you 
search out perspective and you put yourself through a lot of trials that I don't think people do as often and mm-hmm. I think they need to. So hopefully this podcast gives them a little bit of inspiration for that, man. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me on. I had a great time, bro. Thanks, All right, man. All right, you silly bitches. We'll see you guys later, man. I think I'm going to come back to one, one tomorrow and uh, who knows? Either way, fucking win the weekend. Be safe, slap bitches, and um, I love you guys. Bye.